You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. Bunch of stoner ass Denverites. Always about All three right, seconds right, behind. Right. Yeah, Alright, man, we got that Rocky Mountain high. You ready to clap? Yeah. One, two. <laughs> Welcome to the motherfucking podcast, episode number 61. This is the official podcast of the International Power Rock. Blah. International Power Rock Combo. Motherfucking ruckus from Denver and Chicago, respectively. I'm Aaron Howell. Uh, I'm Logan. I'm Tony Lee. Fuck you. Thanks for listening. Fuck you. If you find this podcast valuable and entertaining and you wish to support MF Ruckus, you can rate, review, share, subscribe, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, SoundCloud, or... If you really, really want to help us do what we do, you can go to patreon.com slash mfruckus and become a patron at any level. Our patrons get access to exclusive content, early releases, guest list spots, even VIP parties with beer and food, all in exchange for a small monthly contribution. It really does make a difference and allows us to do this podcast, make records, create videos, go on tour, and all the other stuff we love to do for you. That's patreon.com slash mfruckus. Check it out. For more, inf- uh, for more episodes on this podcast, plus music, comics, upcoming shows, merch, and more, please visit mfruckus.com. Just a couple of quick housekeeping items. July 26, 2019, we'll be at Lost Lake Lounge. Avoid alliteration always. In Denver, Colorado, to celebrate both the premiere of the Frontlines of Good Times Chapter 2 Motion Comic and the Chapter 3 Print Edition. We'll be joined by Hail Satan, fronted by our partner in the front lines of good times, the very talented Jake, uh, Jake Fairley, as well as street punk up and comers, ceasefire. I should really stop doing that in the like <coughs> mega condescending voice. Uh, ceasefire and the diffusers in their Denver debut to celebrate the release of that, their that's brand your new only EP. voice, man. The <laughs> Just the voice. default. Condescending tone. Well, especially like anytime I catch myself saying anything about punk or street punk, especially, I've got to do it in the punk street punk street. No, they're a very good band. They came. They came very highly recommended, and they're super nice guys. I just really like making fun of punk rock a lot. It's a lot of fun. It's so <laughs> fun. Oh my god. Um, very easy to do. Also. <laughs> uh, We'll also have the diffusers in their Denver debut to Tell celebrate. Me, is that your fart noise? Is that what's going on? What is that? Uh, no. 
What is oh, that's my Gordo phone? Texting, texting Tony? Uh, oh, like you're it. texting Tony and it's vibrating on the other end. I like it. Let's keep yeah, it going. I should probably doing it the entire that. time. Also, if you guys could make sure you open a window so I can hear all that Chicago traffic going nonstop, that'd be great. Um, there's a bunch of trucks moving wish, in and out wish. of the yard outside of the studio, so we'll uh, mm. make sure to put that in, too. Anyway, um, also joining us on that show, The Diffusers, uh, which is Mike Mulligan from Larimer Lounge's band. And he is a rad dude, and his band is super rad. Bitchin'. And they uh, just released a new EP, so we're going to be sharing tracks from that on our Twitter and Facebook over the next several weeks leading up to the show. Our favorite so far is No Karate in the Pit. That song is fucking awesome, so check that out. July 27th, we're going to be doing a doubleheader. Um, we'll be performing during the day at the Maggie's Farm Festival, celebrating the grand opening of the newest Maggie's Farm Premium Sun-Grown Marijuana Dispensary located in North Pueblo, where the old Pinion Truck Stop used to be. For those of you from the uh, Southern Colorado Does area, anybody know where the old Pinion Truck Stop used to be? Yeah, yeah. I think lots of people... People from Colorado know where the old Pinion truck stop used to be. No. Matt Cobos knows. Where, no, he doesn't. No. <laughs> yeah. My dad yeah. and mom know where the old Pinion truck well, stop Well, Logan is. doesn't know, but he's from Littleton, so it doesn't count. Uh, okay, like when I told my parents where Bird. it was, I was like, oh, it's going uh, to be in North Pueblo, uh, in Pinion, I guess. And my dad was like, oh, the old Pinion truck stop. <laughs> So my dad and probably a few other people from Pueblo will know it as the old pig. And literally a few other people. Uh, yeah. No, they're dead from heroin overdoses. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Enjoy the I was just, I was, I was thinking earlier that I've never thought about it, but uh, do you anybody know anybody who's died from a heroin overdose that's over 50? Not outside of Pueblo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, All I right. thought Pueblo was mostly over 50 heroin addicts. That's... That's like their key demographic out there. Like when, when you take it, when you take a census out in in Pueblo, it's like he, he, occupation, over fifty year old heroin addict. But but is is it like them just shooting junk, or is it like opioid addicts? You know what I mean? Uh, probably uh, fentanyl patches. Like they they like cook up fentanyl patches and cook them up. Then you get cook the, up a you fentanyl get the, patch. Hold on, I gotta write this down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, you, you get the plastic kick in there too. You get that nom, 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 from the from the plastic being cooked so in there good. from the patch. So it's like good. a nicotine patch, but instead of nicotine, it's like pure fentanyl. Pretty cool stuff. There's also <laughs> fentanyl good. lollipops for the kids. That's true. Wow. There are literally fentanyl lollipops, and people cook those up too, and it's mm -mm, That's good. A fun time at Lakeside. Pueblo. <laughs> Come visit. Stay for the fentanyl lollipops. Enjoy the Vintage Car Show, pinup contest, food trucks, plus live music by Reno Divorce, Last Rhino, The Atomic Drifters, and international power rock sensation, motherfucking ruckus. That's us. Oh, you. Attendees age 21 and over can make their way to the Cannabis Pavilion, brought to you by Evo Labs, Havelina, spelled Javelina, Harmony Extracts, Incredibles, West Edison, and of course, our good friends at the Nug Nation. Hi, Mikey. Love you. This free event opens to the public at high noon o'clock and ends at 6 p.m.-ish. For more information, visit maggiesfarmmarijuana.com. Later that night, we'll be performing at the historic Fortune Club in Victor, Colorado. We're teaming up with the Black Monarch Hotel on this one, which if you haven't checked out yet, you really should. More details on this coming soon. 
August 17th, 2019, we'll also be doing uh, another badass doubleheader. During the day, we'll be performing once again at New Worst Fest in the parking lot of Music City Hot Chicken in Fort Collins, Colorado. State. Say what? I'm sorry. Go Keep going. Oh, were you having a side conversation? I was trying to get the light on. Oh, can we get this light on oh. so you can hear that? Okay. So sorry to interrupt. <laughs> Where's the mute button on this thing? Stay tuned for lineup and schedule. That night, we are happy to announce we'll finally, finally be performing awesome. a, a rain check show with Hank Von Hell, former singer of Turbo Negro at the Oriental Theater in Denver. You may remember this show was originally scheduled for the fall, but some visa issues ended up canceling the whole tour. We're stoked to be a part of this show. Stay tuned for more info on that one. Now, with all that out of the way, please allow me to introduce this week's guest, uh, darling of the Denver comedy scene <laughs> and beyond, um, host of several different shows, and, and I want to learn more about that as we go, and probably the funniest guy I have seen in Aww. Denver comedy. Um, no, that's true. Thanks, man. Yeah. That's, that's very true. Like, you're you're my favorite. Please welcome to the show, Matt Kobos. hey yo. Yeah, man. <laughs> welcome, Matt. Welcome, Matt. Hell yeah. Um, so, for the uninitiated, for the people who don't know who you are, um, what uh, what are some of your main the main shows that you do here in town? Uh, I help run a weekly show at Ratio Beer Works every Wednesday at eight. Uh, we you do just, that one with Corey, right? Yeah, with Corey Healy. Cool. Yeah, we run him and I host like three, like two to three weeks a month, and then the other two weeks we give to other people and we just help them run it. That's a great show. It's really yeah. fun to. It's go. so fun, man. Yeah. yeah, that place is just great and. Um, I've never, I haven't been, like, I love Ratio's beer. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I don't drink full pints of it anymore, but, like, the taste, like, all their beers are really, really, yeah. really very good. Totally. And their reps are super cool. Yeah. And their drivers are super cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout out to Corey Healy. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. I'd like to point out that Aaron just opened a Dr. Pepper I brought to this. This <laughs> place. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but you well, can. He's replacing oh, me. I thought this was. He's leftover. replacing me in every way. <laughs> no, no, that's my Dr. Pepper you're drinking right there. <laughs> I thought that this was. Left Wait a minute! I left like Dr. five Dr. Dr. Peppers oh, no. there. I Are smelled you it in everything. Sure, it's one of yours. Oh yeah. <laughs> I smelled it in everything because I thought it was one that Tony left. It's okay. I brought it for you. Oh, thanks, bud. I appreciate it. I didn't. <laughs> Adam, anyway, Adam got me this Maui here. mango. Man. Also. <laughs> Just so so okay so, so you do the ratio like, show what do you uh, yeah. what's the name of the ratio show it's just ratio comedy just it's like, ratio comedy yeah it's always like even if it has a different title it'll just be ratio comedy presents and then the other show title but yeah is that an open mic or is that a curated thing where no, like it's you a, have it's a show yeah we bring in out of towners all the time and uh, yeah it's fucking killer man very cool um, yeah. Very cool. And uh, when is that, just so we know? It's just every Wednesday at 8 o'clock. Very, every yeah. Wednesday at 8 o'clock. Yeah. Okay, what else? Now, you also do the Ruckus yes. comedy show yes. with Corey? Yep, yep. Okay, what's that all about? That one. Great uh, name. It's Corey, a great uh, name. What yeah. was that? Tony said, great name. <laughs> it's yeah. a great name. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, dude. We like to party. <laughs> we don't. Yeah. <laughs> no, we like to. We just don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. <laughs> I get so, that a lot. I got it from my parents. So you do, you do, you do ruckus comedy. You do. And that's, uh, that's with uh, Pat Robertson, also, right? Is that uh, Patrick Richardson. Richardson, sorry, yeah, dude. Me, Corey Healy, Patrick Richardson. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, Fuck. and uh, yeah, it's supposed to be monthly. Right now, we're kind of like 
we had to readjust what we were doing. Game of Thrones almost fucking killed us. Really? <laughs> yeah, dude. Just from people going to watch Game of Thrones and like yeah, they not would, going out? Yeah, totally. Because of Sundays, Sundays at 8 o'clock? Yep. Are you, like, yep. so stoked it's over? Oh, yeah, totally. But I'm still, like, thinking maybe we should move the show to another fucking day. I just, don't know. Just because, like, it killed the momentum of, like, having people come in? Yeah, totally, totally. So how... Now... Don't give me any spoilers because I'm like binging on it and trying to finish it. And like, I know there, like, I know several points, like, like there are things that you can't avoid finding out. But without, without any spoilers, like, are you stoked that it's ending upset people because of how much that it was affecting your show? Oh, totally. Like, well, you, I just hate that shit anyways, dude. You hate the show? Oh, dude, dragons and cousin fucking? Sorry, that's not my thing. <laughs> Oh, come on! <laughs> yeah, dude. I, the I watched, stories are so good. I watched six episodes, and I was like, this is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever it's seen. It's not cousin fucking. <laughs> it is like brother-sister fucking. Oh, cool. Oh, great. Oh, 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 okay. Never right mind. Oh, I'll give it another <laughs> yeah, shot. Dude, totally. <laughs> no, that does not strike me as something that's up your alley. You're I kind of yeah. thought, I kind of expected it. For, for being it. such a nerd, you're kind of anti-nerd. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Totally, dude. I get more pleasure. I, I mean, I work at a record store. I get more pleasure out of giving the nerds shit than anything. <laughs> Oh, you're that guy at the record store. Oh, fuck store? yeah, dude! Oh, I love telling somebody that I've never heard of what they're t- what they're like asking me about. Even if you've heard of it, <laughs> yeah, totally, dude. <laughs> Even if it's something I like, I, <laughs> I've had guys like asking me about Ty Seagal, and I'm like, uh, "How do you spell that, dude? I've never heard of him." <laughs> Aerosmith. What song does he do? Yeah, dude. Uh, A R R O W. How do you? Aerosmith. <laughs> So okay, so you you were stoked that people were pissed off about the end of game. Oh, totally. And, yeah, totally. It made your day. It's oh, like, yeah. Absolutely. You should have gone to my comedy yeah. show. You fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, dude. Eat it, nerds. <laughs> yeah. Um. So okay. So what other what other shows do you have? Uh. And then the, the like the last one is just uh the streets uh streets open mic, dude. Logan behind the bar, me on stage, both Thank of us eating shit, dude. Yeah, it's biggest great. Biggest shit show in town, man. <laughs> that's a, that's actually. Are you what, still doing that, Logan? What's up? You're, you, you, were, you, were, you were doing comedy at Streets too, weren't you? Uh, yeah, every once in a while I'd get up there at the end of the night and just kind of make fun yeah. of all the comedians for leaving a big mess and not tipping me at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, le- le- level with us, Matt. You're welcome. How how is Logan? Like how is Logan as, oh, a, as a comic? Shit. Oh, as a comic? Yeah, dude. Uh, he was actually better than a lot of the newbies. Yeah, he actually had jokes written. A lot of people get up there with nothing, and then they just think that their personality is gonna get them through, and then they eat shit, and they're like, I don't know what to do. What's the ratio? So uh, on the open mic at streets, because you're right off of Colfax, so oh, it's, yeah. like, it's a lot of raisin cakes walking in oh, yeah. off the street. So what what would you say is the ratio to like like good quality comics? With, yeah, what's the ratio at ratio? What's the ratio <laughs> of good comics to just like, like shitball lunatics at at streets? Actually, it's better than you would think. I think right now, probably like seventy five, twenty five. Yeah, I, it, think. I think it's better than it was at one point. Totally. Oh, dude, yeah. When it was at seven o'clock p.m., that's when fucking that's when all the shit shows came in. Oh, at yeah. seven o'clock, really? Yeah. That's like, yeah, this dude fucking, yeah, this guy always came in and he he brought his guitar and a tiny amp and he would make me call him Blues Chinaman. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's, that's, that's the best comic I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That's, and he would just was play- he, wait, he wasn't joking though, was he? Oh, oh no, no, he was, yeah, he was, he was totally all about serious. it. 
<laughs> yeah, dude. He he would play blues riffs and tell one-liners, and we're like, you don't have to do any of this. You can just tell your jokes, dude. Were his one-liners good? <laughs> like, was okay. it a good gimmick at all? There was nothing to it. I don't. There was not enough there to get anybody's attention, really. But how how were his jokes though? It was just kind of a car crash, you know. Yeah, it was totally. just kind of like. Yeah, I mean, it's happening well, in front of me. You, know? you, you make the host call you Blues Chinaman, and everybody's <laughs> going to be a little off-put when you come on stage. What, okay, so he was playing blues. Was he a Chinaman? Uh, yeah, he was. He oh, he was. Okay, yeah, so totally. he, he was literally, he wasn't just like, like, I I had this image in my head of like an old white dude just being like, call me Blues oh, yeah. Chinaman. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. Yeah, he owns a condo right around the corner. No, I'm just fucking around. Dude, we're, <laughs> actually, we're going to see Blues Chinaman on Last Comic Standing one of these years, and he's Probably. just going to like crush it and end up like a household name dude. probably dude I'm, I, I hope so i'm kind of already a fan of blues chinaman yeah. <laughs> i've got to see this guy oh dude i yeah, went to dude. vegas I, and i saw yeah. so many shows i saw carrot top and earthquake and <laughs> and blues chinaman <laughs> yeah he's got his own theater now it's the blues chinaman theater yeah yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. yeah. oh yeah did you hear i'm gonna I, I got the biggest gig of my life i'm gonna be playing in the blues chinaman room at <laughs> yeah. caesar's palace Right next to the Oriental. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> He's headlining the Oriental. Yes. So, uh, I, I mean... Ho- I want to open for him. Re- really all... So, all the only experience that I have with you, Matt, is from either dropping off posters at Twist and Shout yeah. or seeing you do comedy. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite bit that I ever saw you do was the realize, realize, realize oh, yeah, joke. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like... Dude, there was there was some really good ones in there. Can you like can you give me a little <laughs> bit of that like that bit like where it kind of came from? Because there's the, like a piece of graffiti that people like write up on yeah, and- bathroom stalls. That's realize R E A L E Y E S. Realize as in like I realized real lies. Yeah, like. Yeah. Do you know anything about the origins of that piece of graffiti? I have no idea, dude. It's just it's just everywhere I shit. <laughs> it just, That's it, it dude. keeps showing up. Like one, I think one guy like thought he was super brilliant and wrote, totally. like prolific and or like like really deep and wrote it on the side of a bathroom stall. And then one guy saw it and it became like the first meme. You know what I mean? It totally just made its way around. Yeah. So so what were some of the realize 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 well, things I, that you had? Yeah, I um. So, like, how it started, though, is, like, we thought of that. I was at work, and so I just stopped working and uh, <laughs> and just got on the computer, and I just started writing out every word that I could do that with. To, and it, I made receipt paper. I might still have it. It's so fucking long <laughs> of all these fucking words. But, like, so the ones that I kept for the joke, though, like, were, like, analyze, analyze, analyze. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that one. Yeah, dude. Like, my tag is, uh, that's like if you're at a party and you're, uh, that's like if you're at a party and you fart a little too hard around somebody who has pink eye, they're going to know and judge you harshly. (laughs) Anal eyes. Analyze. 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 Anal eyes. Yeah, totally. Uh, What was the, what was the... Don Cheetalize. Oh, Don Cheetalize, dude. Yeah, I haven't done that one in a long time. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. I, that that one stuck out in my. I, I can't remember the fucking punchline, but I just yeah. remember the Don Cheetalize. Don Cheetalize. Don Cheetalize. What was that one? Yeah, dude. Fuck, dude. It's been so long since I've told that one. Uh, fuck, I can't remember what it was. It was. Uh, it like had something. It had something to do with like. 
Don, like he refers to when he like lays it down on a on a fine woman, like he's Don yeah, Cheetalized him. him. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just remember like the te- second part like of that where I would say like uh, I was like it's my Cheetle day. <laughs> it's like, my yeah, cheat. you guys have a Cheetle day? Just a day where you eat all the things Don Cheetle eats. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, dude, I forgot about that one. I'm glad. I'm going to have to write that down and try it again. So, so how did you end up, like, because you've, you've become, I, there's a handful of names in Denver comedy that, like, really stand out to me. Like, as, like, the people who have, like, moved from the open mic scene to, like, doing the regular shows and, like, kind of being organizers in the scene and helping put shows together. And, like, you... Yeah. You do tour, right? Like you get out and do some touring. A little bit, yeah. Dude. A little bit. Yeah, I, I more like I don't tour so much. I just like fly to certain places and just do a couple shows and then come back home. That's right. About it. You were just yeah. in Austin, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Super fun, dude. Great. Yeah. Got to do the Velveeta Room. A lot of historic names have come through there. I got on stage and I was shaking, dude. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh fuck. The Velveeta Room. What's the Velveeta Room? It's. Just, I thought you were making it up. No, I swear dude. To God. It's yeah. It's this fucking historic room in in Austin and like tons of great comics. That's where they. <laughs> start out kind of uh, like touring comics they go to there to headline before they headline like the big clubs right okay. so yeah it was fucking rad like who's played there um, I mean as of recently I mean Sam Talent just headlined there sold out his shows nice um, there's this chick Amy Miller from LA who's headlining there right now she sold them out David Rodriguez from Fort Collins um, they've got pictures on the wall of like great comics that have performed there. I can't think of who they were because I was hammered. But yeah. right, right, yeah. Uh, were you received well out there? Like, how 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 yeah. did you do with the audiences? Did do you think it led to anything else that's gonna uh, that you're gonna do in the future? I mean, it got my name out there, and I'll definitely go back and do more shows and stuff. Um, they, uh, I was doing shorter sets. And uh, some of my stuff is a little darker right now, and so it's hard to get into dark stuff right off the fucking bat. And it kind of, like, pushed people back a little bit. But overall, like, overall my set was received well. Do you think think that people are less receptive to dark comedy now than they were, say, like, ten years ago? Even, like, like five years ago? Or is your stuff just, like... Like, how dark are we talking here? Like, dark uh, to the it, point. Yeah, it's like, it's jokes about my dad dying last year. And Did, s- do you, do you, now, do you think that people would have, like, do you think that people have become more uptight? Or do you think that there is, because, because so many people broadly have become a bit more uptight, there's a greater, I don't know, a greater audience for people who want to hear more fucked up, darker shit like that? Yeah, well, there's always both audiences, for right. sure. They're always out there. Um, as far as, like, I mean, it's just how you get into it, really. I mean, as far as I've learned, you right. know. Um, like, because a lot of my stuff is really goofy and just fucking about the stupidest shit ever. Right, right, <laughs> and right, so, right, right. And so I can do that goofy stuff, and then people know I'm goofy, and then I can get into the dark stuff, and uh, and they're still on my side. Right, you, you, you like build that relationship totally. with them and that trust, and then you yeah. destroy that trust by telling them horrible, dark, <laughs> yeah. evil shit. But they, know, but they trust that it's going to end in probably some stupid fucking joke. Has a crowd know? ever turned on you after, like, you, after, when you take the turn in your set? Like, have you ever not done a sufficient amount of rapport on the front end? And totally. Then found your, oh, yeah? Oh, totally, dude. Yeah. What are some of the worst times of a crowd turning on you? Uh, well, I mean, like, 
even just in Austin, I mean, I fucking, like, I, I started out with my goofy stuff, but I only had seven minutes, so I could only do, like, two minutes of it, and they still don't know who the fuck I am. I'm just some stoner from Denver. Right, 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 and right. And then I start, and then I tell them, uh, I mean, basically, like, like I talk about how uh, a lot of people around me died in the last year, and so I tell them, thanks for coming out, you know, when you're fucking next, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they got some push like they all leaned back and they, they weren't on board for the rest of the bit really um, yeah totally but uh, but then I just go back into goofy shit and they're back on board Have, now do so people people want to laugh when they go to a comedy show so mm-hmm. do you find do you find it's a lot of kind of on a joke by joke basis or a, a bit by bit basis that people are either with you or not with you and, or or have you seen like one bit sour an entire set? Oh yeah, totally. I've seen that, dude. We've what? seen it at the open mic all the time, dude. Oh yeah. People go up there and they say something super offensive right off the bat, and, and then nobody's giving them a shit the rest of the set. N word McDonald's, man. <laughs> yeah. N word McDonald's. Yeah, that dude. That one just sticks out in my in my brain. Some dude said. Burger King was the N-word McDonald's, and I was just like, dude, you can't. <laughs> you, yeah. you cannot yeah, dude. say that. <laughs> and everybody That was, early in the set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah, totally. Wow. Was that his yeah. first joke right out the gate? No, man, he's, uh, well, I think that he did, like, one joke before that, but, like, he's still, he, he's an established comic, so he went up there and he's like, I just want to try this bit. You know, and then he tries it, and everybody's like, "Jesus Christ, dude!" <laughs> was was he a guy that had been doing comedy for a while? Or? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. But yeah. It, but it wasn't just him. Like we we've had some random people just get up there, and rather than like comedy sets, it's just like their weird little racist tirade. And it's totally... Like yeah, they get up they get up and they use it as a soapbox mm-hmm. to to talk about like it's... whatever their politics are, or or yeah. just just scream about shit, or just fucking completely. Pointless, like they, they, they think that they're telling jokes to their friends, and they can be racist around their friends. Right, (laughs) right. You can't do that in a fucking room where people don't know you. God damn. Yeah, dude. And and it's not just racist stuff either. It's like some people get up there and they'll just like talk shit about women the whole time. Yeah. It's just like they'll like talk about like beating them up and shit. Totally, dude. So how much? Okay. So so how much of that do you see where it's like? It's like people who are otherwise really good comics and they're going out there just trying to test the waters and see where the line is compared to how many people you see get up there who just have zero barometer for like social delicacies and nuances, like yeah. just don't know how to talk to people. Like what what would you say what would you say you see the most of? Um, I think uh Dude, it's probably like 50-50 right now. Really? I mean, yeah, because like the big comics, they just don't they don't come out consistently um, because they don't have to. Right. Um, but uh, but the youngsters, they show up, they say something fucked up, they eat it, and then they don't show up for a while. Right. <laughs> yeah, totally. So do you do you think it like if somebody goes up and and says something in in one set? Right, and they say something, and they just lose the crowd, and they and they bomb, and just like totally eat shit. Are they able to get it back in uh, another mic, like next time that they come out, or is there like a period of time that you've seen before people can recover, or like do people just kind of forget what somebody said the week before? Yeah, that's that's the best thing about open mics and just comedy in general is that if you do bad, nobody fucking remembers. 
Right. And that's why open mics are great, because you can go up there and try something weird and fucking eat it. And, right, right, right. And it doesn't matter. You feel terrible about it, but, like, yeah, it doesn't matter. You've never, you've never seen somebody get, like, lifetime skunked, you know what I mean? No. Just like, like just like sprayed and stained for for life in the scene <laughs> not uh not for not for something that they said on the mic See, you know that, that's really cool that's yeah. really cool because that's how comedy is supposed to be dude you're supposed to get up there and be able to try whatever the fuck you want right. dude i mean i mean how many times have you seen Louis C.K. say the n-word you know before he pu- pulled his dick out yeah yeah, well, yeah before yeah, we yeah. knew he was pulling his dick out <laughs> Well, he had, and and that <laughs> before we knew that he was pulling the yeah. yeah. Well, but I mean, he also he had built up years and years of context mm-hmm. of like people understanding that that was his brand of comedy, and was able to come out and deliberately kind of drop a bomb in the crowd to, I don't know, establish the direction that things were going, like establish the chaos of the set for the evening. Mm-hmm. You know, I I think that. You look at someone like Michael Richards, who, you know, through his whole thing, his context, he didn't have that context before. He went out and he just kind of lost his place and fucked up on stage and in a panic just started throwing words out. Totally. Well, yeah, that's the, yeah, the context is a big difference. But, like, I think the bigger difference is the fact that he just lost his shit. He didn't, he wasn't telling a joke. He didn't have some creative way to say that word. He was word. clearly angry. He was clearly yelling it at people. At a dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Freaked out. Yeah, yeah, dude. For sure. His hair was shaking. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, uh, so I tried comedy for a bit. I went to, oh. I went to the few, a few of the open, uh, open mics at, at Three Kings and, I did like one other thing. Timmy Lasley was uh, uh, right when Comedy Room Room was getting started yeah. at uh, El Torito and or wait, what is it? It's El Torito. El, oh, El Torito, yeah. And uh, I think Parker and you guys were in the back smashing yeah. up. You, you told us to come check it out, and we just sat in the back corner and, and just did drugs. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> amazing. What, dude? Seriously, like Logan and Parker and and a, a few other friends just all came out to. To see, it was by then. Tony, you were at that, weren't you? I was at one of them for sure. You saw my and first time I, ever. That was probably, yeah, okay, it was your first time ever. Yeah, you saw my I, first time. I can't remember if it was like Squire or El Torito or whatever the fuck it was. It was somewhere where like the stage was kind of in the off back where you can smoke a lot and nobody would give a shit. It was, it was, it was that El much Torito. I remember. Yeah, it was El Torito for sure. It was before they started moving into the back room. And, yeah. uh, and man, I went up there, and Tony and I spent a couple hours getting wasted at the Rockaway, <laughs> and I'm pretty much just on stage, just a light in my. All I remember is a light in my face, swaying and being super wasted, and just like shaking and reading, like having like little ideas for jokes lit, written on a piece of paper, and just like trying them out while Tony's just drunk in the front I, row, covering his face, <laughs> like laughing for all the wrong reasons. Oh, I love it. Aaron, Aaron was just sitting there. With his notepad and going, that's not going to work. <laughs> oh, okay, 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 I got one. That sounds like every Wednesday just... of my life, man. <laughs> <laughs> every Wednesday at Streets of London. So you see a lot life. of that. So, what, so as like a host and as the bartender at an open mic, what, what have been some of your experiences and what does it look like when some drunk idiot like me comes in and does comedy for the first I, I time? Mean, oh. I at first I didn't give a shit. I was just kind of like whatever. But like we've been doing this for like two years now, yeah. something like that. And now 
I'm like uncomfortable around it. I'm like, ah, you don't know what you're doing, man. And I'm like, it's like it's like when you're watching one of those like reality TV shows where they're like punking people or like like I get uncomfortable watching any jackass stunt when they're like fucking with another person like scared like I feel awkward about that or like watching um uh, American Idol auditions, yeah. like, dude, I, I can't do that shit. Like, some people really enjoy watching the American Idol auditions, but, it, j- dude, I feel so bad for those people because <laughs> yeah. it's like they're completely clueless to how bad it is, but they're going to find out when it airs on national television totally, dude. Totally. and they get to see the response of the nation yeah. to the worst humiliation of their life. It's like, uh, here's one humiliation. Bam! And then here's a whole level of flood of humiliation <laughs> totally. coming out. I can't watch that shit. I've, I've eaten enough shit on stage that I just think it's fucking hilarious, dude. I have no remorse for those people. They can fucking do whatever they want, dude. I don't give a shit. <laughs> do, you, do you find that eating... Like, what was it like the first time you remember eating shit on stage? Oh, I mean, it's awful. I mean, you're just... You're... Luckily, I'm goofy enough that I like I laugh hard at the at the fact that nobody's laughing. That fucking cracks me up. That's that's part of what makes your act really good. Yeah, it's like you're you're clearly enjoying yourself up there and having a really good time. And when you do something that doesn't laugh, I've yeah. seen you out loud just be like, "Oh, all right, <laughs> yeah." Man. I just start cracking up, dude. Oh, I'm yeah. like, "Whatever, that didn't work. I thought it was going to. Uh, yeah, Guess yeah. I'm fucking stupid, dude." Some some of my favorite stuff is you as a host of the open mic is you're able to like whoever's up there just doing whatever the fuck they're doing you can turn it around on them in an instant man <laughs> yeah. like there was this one girl that said something and <laughs> Kobos called her mind cunt <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah yeah dude and it was one of my favorite things <laughs> yeah, I've ever heard. I forgot heard. about that. Yeah, because she said a bunch of well, racist okay, so shit. What, oh, so what was what was the context on that? She like, said a bunch of racist shit up there that she thought was going to get laughs. Like, they were racist rape jokes. Oh, those always go oh, well. Yeah. yeah, dude. And so, yeah, I went up and I was like, yeah, if you want to check out more of her, you can check out her book, Mind Cunt. <laughs> <laughs> No, do you, that's do you, the do winner. You, that's a winner right there. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking good. Yeah. Do, you, do you remember the very first time you did comedy? Yeah, totally. What? Tell yeah. us about that. Uh, it was. Uh, it was at the. Uh, is that the Lion's Lair? I was just super nervous, dude. I just fucking got hammered. Went up there. That seems to be the like <laughs> totally the, the consensus. Of dude, what? my first two years, I blacked out like every fucking time. Yeah, because I I just didn't know how to deal with the nerves and I just ate it so much and I wasn't getting booked. And so I was like, fuck it, dude, I'm just blacking out. (laughs) (laughs) So like so what what made you want to get into it in the first place? Like Uh, it was just so like I'm I'm curious because it's like, is it just something that seemed like interesting to try or is it something that you always wanted to do? Yeah. Well, I always, like, I grew up in Aurora, and so I just, like, I oh, watched God, it. Oh, good answer. Well, <laughs> yeah, but, like, I watched it all the time on Comedy Central because they were just airing half hours all day, every day. Right. And uh, and so I just loved it, but, and people told me that I should do it, and then I was like, I live in Aurora. Where the fuck do you do comedy in Aurora? Right. And so I just didn't, never even looked into it, but then people kept telling me that throughout my life. And then podcasts came out, and I started listening to them. And most of the comics I heard started by working at a comedy club. Right. So I applied at Comedy Works and got a job in the kitchen. Uh, became friends with everybody. Got fired. No way. Yeah. Got fired six months later, and that was the best thing that ever happened because 
then I had my nights off and I knew the whole comedy community, so I started doing it. Oh, so you that's that's when you started hitting the hitting the mics yeah. or Yep. Cool. Tell us more about that. Yeah. Uh yeah, man. I mean it was just going out probably like it was like usually like four or five nights a week. Uh, and just fucking eating shit. Are you still shit, doing that? Going out four, four out. or five nights a week? Uh, yeah, but it's different now. It, it, like, now it's more shows. I don't really go to other open mics as You're much not going as I out should. eating shit four or five nights a week, like. I could, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but not, not, uh, right now. I need to hit mics more often because I need to be, get better at developing material, but, uh. So what happened, what happened at your first ever show? Uh, my first ever show, I, uh. At Lion's Lair. You were at oh, Lion's Lair. Oh, at the Lion's Lair. Lair. Yeah, that out. open mic. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did my set. I had my notebook. I just kind of ran through. I started on Twitter. Just I started following comedians on Twitter, and then I just would write my own one-liners. Right. And so I just went up with those and read them. Um, I remember like faking being comfortable so well, my arms crossed, and like so. Com- and then the, and I look back and I'm like, that was that, like that was not me at all on stage. Right, right. Did wait? Did you record it? Did you no. videotape it so you could see it? Nope. Nope. Um, no, but and at the Lion's Lair open mic, if you guys have been to that one, have you guys? I, I have, yeah. It's a fucking, it's a desolate place. Oh, dude. yeah. Yeah. Everybody's on the opposite corner of the bar. Nobody's paying attention. And so, yeah, it was just me eating it for four minutes or whatever. It, it was bad. It was way bad. Yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, at least I had punchlines that I was getting to, so I knew yeah. if something didn't work, and most of them didn't work, you know. But uh, it, I was able to actually test the waters that way. If you had a magical button that you could press to make a certain comic in Denver explode, what? who would it be? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's amazing, dude. Wow. That's amazing. Dude, okay. <laughs> Here we go. That's cut. That's like not even difficult, dude. That's fucking, there's this guy, um, he goes by the French accent. Is what he goes by. (laughs) He fucking plays, he dresses as a pirate and plays a harmonica and tells like misogynistic one liners and shit over it. He got on America's Got Talent and he made it like a couple rounds. He gained like huge fame from this. And he is, and he is so fucking racist and so fucking misogynistic. If you look at his Facebook page, what was like, he on? He was on America's like, Got Talent. Yeah, yeah. Tony, you watch those shows. Did you ever see a guy named the French accent on America's Got Talent? I don't. I don't watch uh, America's Got Talent. Or I do watch America's Got Talent. The Fr- no. Which yeah, which one's the so. one that you watch? The variety show that you watch. It is America's Got Talent. I thought you were talking, talking about uh, American Idol. Oh, no, no, no. America's Got Talent. I okay. think, yeah, I mean, it could have been either one. I don't know. That fucking guy. That, All right, who, wait, who, who, who is it again? His name, he goes by the French accent, and he, he plays a, uh, an accordion while he tells, like, shitty one-liners over it and dresses like a pirate. Oh, yeah. You've <laughs> seen that guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do remember that. He's, oh, he's wow. such a piece of shit. That is America's Got Talent. That's the only show that that guy can be on. Yeah. Is he that bad? No. I mean, he is, but I mean, like, I don't know. That's why I watch the show. Good. Tony likes him, huh? Dude. But, but if you could make one comic in, in, oh. in Denver explode, it would be that guy. Fuck yeah, dude. He's Easily. just, he's poison, dude. He's fucking poison. Oh, he's from Denver. Yeah, dude. Oh, jeez. Oh, he's such a piece of shit. And I never got the chance to see him. Hit. So my, my dream comic gig is just set up a bunch of losers. <laughs> I got the, the blues Chinaman, yes. and then and the we got accent. the French accent. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. A bunch of sticky losers. And, and then the one guy we had that just described a Stevo uh, 
um, open mic or yeah. Uh, there was this guy that just talked about um, Steve-O on stage. He yeah. was like, and then Steve-O did this. And then he <laughs> that did was this. All he was like, yeah, dude. Yeah. And then I caught him walking around the bar, pouring Parmesan cheese into his hand and, like, licking it off. <laughs> and it was the most disgusting thing I've ever dude. seen in my life. Did, did. All right, he can, he, he can headline then. I up to him and I was like, can you stop doing that? It's disgusting. <laughs> Dude, comedians are so fucking poor, dude. It's, it's true. It's so pathetic, dude. I don't know why so many of them don't keep jobs. They're like, I'm going to make my comedy work for me. And I'm like, you're a year in, you fucking idiots. There's no way you're going to make Drive any money. Drive Uber, at least. Yeah, you know, dude, do, exactly. do something. Walk people's dogs. Do yeah. something. Because, man, that when, when, when we would do the open mic at Three Kings, like, we would give out, I want to say, like, 20 drink tickets. I remember that. You know what I mean? And we probably got from 20 drink tickets, we probably got, I would say, $14 back in tips. <laughs> I would say that is probably oh, what so we got funny. back. Yeah, out of 20 dick drink tickets, $14, $14 in tips, for sure. That's, sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds accurate. Oh, yeah. When, when I used to close out the show, at Streets of London, my last joke was always, how do you know if your bar's full of comedians, your tip jar's empty, and there's trash all over the place? <laughs> now get the fuck out of here. That's his closer. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, I remember when that guy came in and tipped you in change, and you oh, chased yeah. him down, and you were like, I don't want your fucking change, man. <laughs> and then he got up on stage, and he was like, whatever you do, don't pay the bartender in change. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, dude. Oh, man. I, I seriously love having you guys there, though. Yeah. I know I'm talking a lot of shit. Oh, it's but super like, fun. Yeah. Wednesday is, like, one of my favorite days to work because there's some rad people in the Denver comedy scene. Totally. Know? And uh, Dude, we have, a, we have a great comedy scene here. Yeah. A really fucking great one. Like, like, like people that I think should, like... Like there's no contest should be should be out there doing stuff on on some sort of like bigger level, you know. I mean, you, Sam Talent, Anthony Crawford, Nathan yeah. Lund, Timmy Lasley, Christy Bukley, like yeah, like crushers. that's and that's just dude. That's the first seven people that I can think. Totally. Oh, Corey Healy, yeah. you know, that's the first eight people I can think of, and they all like every every mic I've seen them on, every fucking like. Like I did, uh, I did a show with Nathan Lund. Like he he announced the the Red Rocks, um, the, the oh, Prince yeah. tribute thing. Like yeah. he he was the MC for that, and he fucking crushed it on that. God, he, dude, just such a fucking funny guy. And the fact that like like I'm glad like High Plains Comedy Fest comes here, and we get to see a lot of really cool people. And I feel like there are a lot of people who are like Lund or uh, talent tours his ass off. Oh yeah, dude. And and so he's finally. Finally, starting to get some recognition. Totally. You know, the Grolix dudes. Um, by the way, fucking rest in peace, uh, those who can't. Was, uh, sorry to yeah. hear that that went off. But, dude, they, how many seasons did they get out of that? Dude? Three? Three seasons. I think three. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, just really, really amazing people. Um, totally. Yeah. yeah. And they've just done a great job of building the scene and, like, giving everybody space to, like, grow. Do you think, and this is something. Because there's a lot of parallels between the way the like career arc of a musician and a comedian, you know, work. A lot of the rooms, like we played shitball shows at at Lion's Lair, 
a hundred times. We played <laughs> shitball shows at Three Kings and every club that preceded Three Kings in you, that you space. You guys too, Gordo. Streets yeah. and and and, and oh, so yes. you know, eating shit just caught, like people just hating, hating, hating. You know, your band and and yeah. um, and and fuck, I got a little high and I lost <laughs> my train of thought. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah. So we uh, what was I saying before that? Uh, we. Like the career arc, the career similar. arc. Yeah, we have we have uh, similar similar career arcs, and one thing that I've noticed. Okay, it's coming back to me. All right, <laughs> there he is. There he is, yeah, and we're back. Yeah. Zap. Just There's, take it away from him, dude. There was a brain cell in there with a set of yeah. junk jumper cables just going. Just, just, totally, dude. Just, try cranking it. <laughs> All right. Now just give it a little gas. Ah, you flooded it. Hell yeah. Okay, sorry. hold on. We're going to have to give it a few minutes. Did you try turning it off and turn it back on again? <laughs> hey, turn it off. Let's let the bat let's see if the battery recharges itself. Are the lights off? Dude, I think he's just okay. clam baking the front seat, dude. <laughs> okay. All right, now try it again. There Come it is. On. Okay, Come what, on. what the fuck were you saying? Okay. So <laughs> our arcs are very similar. <laughs> And um, I'm wondering if this uh, this applies to comedy too, but we have begun to speculate and begun to practice with the assumption that you no longer have to be in on one of the coasts or mm -hmm. one of the major markets anymore to have a career. Is that something like can you can you thrive in the world of comedy and stay in Denver or? Do you think that touring is an essential? Do you think that relocating to another coast is essential? Uh, I don't know. I, like, I think that we're in the process of figuring that out. I, um, I'm the because one. Independent like, comedy has really exploded in the last totally in in, in the last decade. So, totally. so you guys are really trying a lot of new stuff out and a lot yeah. of like it's it's. There's a lot of trailblazing going on right now. Totally. There's a lot of unexplored territory. And we're and Denver's such a hot spot for comics touring through here. Like we we have a Facebook page uh, for touring comics to post their dates and it is just loaded with comics all oh, the time. Sure. Really? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and so as long as like that's part of the reason I try to run shows is because that's how I make my connections and then when I go anywhere else now I know at least one person there who's going to get me a bunch of shows. Right. Right. We're starting to see um we're starting to see groups model that for the music world. Like, um, there's uh, been a bunch of groups that have been popping up lately that are like DIY touring um, groups and things like that, where where the express sole purpose is going on and being like, "Hey, I'm coming through and I need a show in this town," or "Hey, I'm th like, there's a." The networks are starting to figure out how to the, use the technology and join up. Which was the old school way of doing it, right. but it's kind of coming back. Right, right, yeah. right, right. It's kind of it's it's kind of uh, laid itself over the the taken an old model and figured out how to apply it to. And that's on MySpace, right? Yes, it is. Yes. It's, it's actually on GeoCities, GeoSites. <laughs> is that what it was? Angel Fire. Uh, Geo shitties. It's on. It's <laughs> anal, on Netscape. Anal fire. <laughs> Speaking of anal fire, <laughs> this is just a little side note. I had my last hemorrhoid treatment. What? Like I'm done, dude. Congratulations. Treatment. What do you go in there and the doctor just pushes it down with a finger? <laughs> 
No, 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 no. So I, it, I get paid for this. They're, yeah, they're yeah. internal hemorrhoids. I got, okay, I've explained this in a previous episode, but I'll give you the quick version. Okay. You go into an office. It literally takes 10 minutes. You lay down over a table. It's got like a hydraulic pump. It lifts your butt up. They throw a fucking, they throw a tablecloth with a hole in it over your ass. And the doctor lubes up your ass, goes a little pressure here, and then he puts like a scope in, and then he fires up an air compressor and fires air into your asshole. What? It dilates it? Yeah, he does. You like it firing up makes it way worse. <laughs> yeah, like, he yeah. fires it up. Like, like he pulls I... a string and like. <laughs> no, dude, but you know what it's like? Is it's like the air compressor under the bar. Like for the soda guns and shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> and he fires it up, and you can't see what's happening, but all I can imagine is it's like similar to when you take a leaf blower and point it at your face and make your lips look <laughs> like a dog, dude. Yeah, yeah, totally. So he like fires the air compressor in there to like, you know, open you up. And then, dude, it's like he's so fast. He's like the Billy the Kid of butt stuff, man. <laughs> Billy the Skid, dude. Billy Fuck yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. You should call him that next time on your last one, dude. Oh, <laughs> uh, quick, oh, quick draw McRaw. <laughs> uh. Well, well, uh, his real name. Okay, his real name is almost as funny as that. Yeah. <laughs> his real name is straight up Dr. Longscope. Holy oh, shit. Yeah. Dude, that's a fake name, dude. Yeah, he must have <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, that. dude. Yeah. yeah. And I asked the receptionist when I called. I was like, and I'm sorry for repeating jokes here, our loyal listeners, but it like I straight when I called to set up the appointment, I was like, you're serious. <laughs> The doctor, the, the gastroenterologist, his name is Dr. Longscope. And she goes, yes, Dr. Longscope. You'll You're be like, seeing him. Yeah. And I'm like, that is fucking hilarious. And she didn't laugh. She didn't laugh at all. Didn't she probably it hears it every oh, fucking day. All the dude. time. Like, that's probably part of her job. Like, when you get interviewed for that job, they go, yeah. all right, let us try this out on you. <laughs> yeah. She, so we she's like, what do you think? And a three o'clock and a 4.30. <laughs> what, would you, what would you think if I told you that the doctor you'll be working for's name is Dr. Longscope. And if they don't laugh because they don't get it, they're hired. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, so, so, yeah, he blows, he blows compressed air in your ass, and then he takes this rubber band gun that, like, has, like, 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 little fucking, like, guys in the 90s who braid their hair that would take, like, the little rubber bands, the little itty-bitty, yeah. like, black rubber bands or that, like, would go on braces and stuff like that, yeah. the little tiny black ones. We get it, yeah. He has a gun <laughs> like that that he sticks in your ass and snaps it over the hemorrhoid what? so that it strangulates the hemorrhoid what? and the hemorrhoid falls out. And I've actually, I've, I've crapped out the rubber bands before and been like, oh, shit, <laughs> stick it out. <laughs> so pretty much when it happens, it feels for the entire day just like, You've got to take a shit that is pinching you in the ass. And when you're on your way to the car, you're getting rid of all that compressed air. So you're just ripping farts all the way out of the hospital till you get into your car all day long. Like I was ripping farts at work all day long. Luckily, I worked at a place that makes a lot of fried food. And there's a lot of hippies that wear patchouli walking around. So uh-huh. nobody can ever smell my farts. Yeah, dude. They're still pissed off about the patchouli. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but just it, I finally got my last treatment. And the doctor said I don't have to come back. 
and he was he was like, I want you to be happy with your results. So if if you need to come back, come back. But I think we got them all. Yeah, dude, you're like, hey, can I get Doctor Short Scope next time? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking bleeding, hey, dude. You know what? Next time. <laughs> what? What's your name, Doctor Long Pointy Finger? Yeah, 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 Ex- yeah. As long extra pressure. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Doctor Sharp Blunt Object. Oh, we've man. learned a lot about your butt today. Yeah, yeah dude. Well, and the the really sad thing is this is like repeated information so the people are listening but well, once I'm, again we're an important resource for the community yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah well one of the one of the things that i'm concerned about is that there's one guy out there who has been following the story and is legitimately relieved to hear that everything worked out. yeah totally like yeah, he's yeah. at home going come on talk about the butt thing did it finish <laughs> case in point i want to know if aaron got the rest of his treatments how's he doing rubber band gun okay I got finally yeah. god <laughs> Yeah, no. So <laughs> he can feel it in his butt as you talk about it, dude. He's so in tune. <laughs> I, I wonder if he put a tracking device in my butt, or oh, and you know what'd be even better? I can look for you. Is if <laughs> <laughs> they don't call me Matt Long Pokey Finger Kobos for yeah, nothing. Dude. Matt Scopebos. Matt Scopebos. <laughs> Would Mr. Uh, Dr. Longscope be interested in uh, sponsoring the podcast? I think we could get him into it. I think we just got brought this guy some business. Definitely, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I... I think he's got he's got to have a sense of humor. What's man. his number? Asking for a friend. It's a one eight hundred poo look. One eight hundred poo look. Yeah, dude, he's got to bring those those uh those poopy sponsorship bucks over here, dude. There's <laughs> a lot of money and shit. Everybody's shit. <laughs> yeah, he's got well, shit all over his hands. Everybody money. got a shit. <laughs> Your mama's shit. Your daddy's shit. Your cousins, they all shit. <laughs> Gotta have more shit-related products, man. Yeah. I bet his house just smells terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet it smells great. Yeah. I'll bet he's just like, like goes home and he's just like, I am so tired of smelling shit. Yeah. And he just has like a rag with like some like some Glade spray that he like sprays into the rag oh, and just dude. leans back in a chair and goes, just huffs. Or, or, or he just sits at home and just sniffs his scope all day, just like lays oh, back yeah, and just dude. like. Fires the compressed air oh, up his yeah. natural. Does he yeah. have pink eye? <laughs> <laughs> he has glasses, so I think that shields him. Yeah. He kind of looked like Anthony Edwards from ER. You know what I mean? Like, like if Anthony Edwards like decided to get out of the uh, ER because he was just tired of all the trauma, and he's just like, Nah, I'm getting out of this. I'm. Uh, this is a young man's game. I'm gonna go set up a nice practice in Colorado, sticking yeah. things up people's asses. <laughs> yeah, dude, I gotta focus this a little more. <laughs> and I'm a- just gonna go home and smell my fingers. And, <laughs> and get hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm getting weirdo. Definitely, dude. One eight hundred poo hard. Oh Jesus. No, oh, yeah. So well, um, it's glad to, I'm glad to see it's going all right though, dude. Yeah, You're not yeah. sitting on a donut or anything. No, dude. dude it, I mean, it was it was really painful though. Yeah. Like, like he it, when I first started going, he's like he's like you may experience some diff- discomfort, you know, maybe take it easy for a day, and then every treatment got progressively more and more uncomfortable to the point where I'm dry. Like when you drive <laughs> after having that done, you pretty much feel like. 
You know when you've really got to take a shit and you're like looking at exits and like speeding as fast <laughs> yeah. as you can going, oh, dude, please, please. Oh, my God. Yeah. And you get that like you start to feel yourself turn green and you get the cold sweats and you're like, I need to sh-. it like to the point that in about five seconds, you're going to slam on the brakes, tuck and roll out of your car, and just shit on the side of the highway. Hell yeah, dude. It just feels like that while you're driving a car. Hell yeah. And, but, but. <laughs> it's like a Sonic the Hedgehog shit. That's what I'm picturing. You're just fucking tuck and rolling and shitting at the same time, dude. A Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> That's fucking good. Uh, <laughs> fucking Kalonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, man. there we go. There we go. Is, Hell man. yeah. <laughs> Woo. Hey, oh. I gotta go. You gotta go. Why do you gotta go? I gotta switch. To take I gotta switch houses. And get ready for practice. Oh, you gotta switch houses and get ready for practice. Okay. You got well, another podcast to be on. I get it, dude. Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> well, hopefully it takes an hour to set that yeah, one up. Yeah, one here. Oh, yeah. are the Blind Staggers starting a podcast? Is that what's happening now? <laughs> no. Hell no. <laughs> Not a chance. All right, All right. well, uh, let's take a quick break. Um, go uh, pull and put some things in and out of our asses, <laughs> and, uh, and we'll Dude. be right back. Just relax. Later, guys. I mean, I've got a reputation to maintain uh, over there. We I can't are be now. too okay. close. That's that's another thing I envy about comedians is you can tour by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you can get in a car and just go do it by yourself. Totally. You, know? you don't like touring with me? No, I do like touring with you guys. You'd just rather but go by yourself? Eventually, it's like, okay, fuck off. Yeah. You know? But that's where the loneliness comes in, too. You're just on the road, and you don't know anybody anywhere you go. You get, like, some praises after the show, and then you're just by yourself until the next show. See, it's I don't a think double-edged I... sword. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. It's I... the loneliest double-edged sword Like <laughs> I can, I can imagine. Oh, the, the it's life the, of a comedian. It's the double-edged sword <laughs> that one day you will murder yourself with. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's the it's the double-edged sword you will use to slash your wrists, <laughs> both at the same time, vertically. Um, yeah, how, no, how would I you mean, even do that? You hold the sword up between your knees. Yeah. Okay, with the blades <laughs> between, facing out yeah, between your hemorrhoids. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You have your yeah. hemorrhoids hold it for you. Mm-hmm. No, you put it between your legs with the sword out. So like, oh, and then like, and that. Well, yeah. no, you wouldn't need to do it because that's the wrong way to cut your wrists. Like doing oh, it, sorry. you don't want to do it across. It's, it's you down do it the river. Down. It's down the river, not across the track. So <laughs> you would just, you would first, you would pray, put your hands together, and you would pray, and then you would just slide your hands down the point and uh, cut your wrists open, and then die from this metaphorical double-edged sword. Well, now we know. Yeah, <laughs> commit suicide by metaphor, man. Fucking DIY, dude. Yeah. Well, <laughs> after this no. podcast, I need to know. No, I could. I could. <laughs> it's a service to the community. Remember. So, yes. <laughs> so I could see the benefits of of killing yourself. No, I could see the benefits of um, touring by yourself. Like it would kind of put you in a position where it would force you to. Um, be social in that mm-hmm. in that scene, and it would force you to get to know people. We have had a tendency and been accused in the past 
of having a bit of a herd mentality when we're on tour. Right, yeah. You know, it's like, you. Okay, no, these are my people. This is my pack. <laughs> this is my tribe. Like, yeah. you, when you're in a van together that much and when you, like, rely on each other to survive and you're eating all your meals together and you're pissing and shitting together and making love to each other. Holding hands. <laughs> holding <Yeah>. hands. <laughs> When you're kissing, when you're <laughs> caressing the nape of Logan's neck as he sleeps. No, it it, it can be... Van stuff, I get it. Van <laughs> stuff. Yeah, the stuff that every band does ever. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we joined bands, right? Yeah, exactly. Nobody talks about it, but we all th- do it. I thought, I thought the whole time that this was what every band did. Um, it's like Roman soldiers in the field. You know, they would massage each other's sore calves and... <laughs> Triceps, just and... hot guy stuff. <laughs> hot oily Roman guy yeah. stuff. Yeah. No, I like. I we have definitely been accused before of being of being a little herdy, like having a herd mentality, and like it can keep you from maybe venturing out and socialing as much as you would otherwise. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's hard to do things without the group. Right, At the same right. time. My favorite part of touring is hanging out with my friends and totally. sharing those experiences and getting in those adventures. Mine together. too. I just like to talk shit. You know? Yeah. No. 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 But I mean, I mean, that's that's an interesting topic of of you know solo touring versus um, versus group touring in in the comedy world. Like you really don't have opportunity to tour as a group unless you guys put a package thing together, right? Yeah, totally. And it, a lot of people do that, especially younger comics. And th- stuff. They'll go out yeah, together yeah. and totally, yeah, yeah, do a little like fucking stoners from Colorado tour or something, like, right? Van tour, like all hop in a van and just go. Yeah, dude, and just mm-hmm. hit a bunch of shithole fucking bars in the middle of the country. That sounds fun <laughs> as fuck. It does sound yeah. fun, especially because it's like. If you need somebody to do merch for you, let me know. The other way I could see that being an advantage is if you're if you're on tour as one ensemble or <laughs> if you're on tour as one band versus being on tour as, as a group of separate individual performers. Like uh, Gordo, I'm sure, has seen this going on uh, tours with Randy and whatnot. But um, if you're in the group, if you're in the band... You depend on every single member of the band in order for that to function. You yeah. know what I mean? Like when you go on stage, if if one guy bombs that night, we all bomb that night. Totally. Whereas if you take a group of comedians or a group of yeah. acoustic musicians or solo performers, whatever it is, it's like as long as we've got the average up. Like <laughs> yeah, as long totally. as yeah, you can have a good night, and then somebody else will have a terrible night. Right, totally. right, right. And you can go back, you can go up after them and make fun of them and get everybody <laughs> on your side. <laughs> now, what about merch? Do you guys bring merch? Is that something that actually sells merch I, for comics? Yeah, some people do. Uh, I haven't yet. I don't know. I'm not much of a, like a business guy. I feel weird about promoting myself as like a person. It feels fucking weird. You know, that's something we had to we had to get over. Like, yeah. and and the the rationale I've come to, and I've talked to Gordo about this before. Is and I, I talked about this with um, Mike Mulligan from the Diffusers actually because I mean they're a brand new band they're getting ready to debut here soon. Uh, they're the show they're doing with us is their Denver debut and they just put out a new record and they were kind of asking me for the advice I would give to a band just starting out and the first piece of advice I gave them was I was like have your whole thing figured out and really? put together your whole package together before you 
go to market. Yeah. Like I'm like, it sounds cheesy as hell to yes. use those terms. It, yeah. But the, the, the truth is, is that people, when they are getting to know a band, they like to know what they're, you, you need to be able to communicate what you're about without people hearing you. Yeah. Because what happens a lot of the time is people won't really get into you until they see you live and you can't be live in front of everybody. So you have to create branding, which lets people know what you're kind of about right out the gate. Now, I don't know how you would necessarily be able to do this in comedy, but this yeah. is kind of a th like you look at a band like Speedwolf. I've used yeah. them as a as a, you know, as a example a lot. You know exactly what you're getting into when you look at. Speedwolf's branding. Totally. And the way I look at it is our band, like our vocation as entertainers is a service position. Mm -hmm. And in order to serve as many people as possible who might benefit from our service, we need to make it so that people can access us easy, easily, make ourselves um, uh, uh, available uh, put our stuff out there so that other people in the industry can find us and and like we want to create more opportunities for ourselves so we can get in front of more people who might benefit from experiencing what we have to offer. Always spread your advertising feces everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, in it, not in a, not in a like. Not in a way where you're like cramming it down people's throats, but in a way that like it's available. Like we we make a lot of stuff for the people who already like us and it makes it easier for them to then show other people, hey, here's this band that I like. You might also like them. You yeah. know what I mean? And I feel like we hurt ourselves in the early years by putting stuff – by having – branding that did not adequately represent us. Mm -hmm. And if your branding doesn't adequate, like if you're not promoting yourself in a way that adequately represents you, you're doing a disservice to the people who might otherwise enjoy your stuff because they can't find you or they can't, they, they are less likely to have access to you. Yeah, totally. So that's like, I used to have a big problem with like we, when, when Instagram first started going and more, bands and brands and entertainers started using social media to get out there we had kind of arguments about it you remember like mm -hmm. yeah. there was there was some contention around what was too much like what was too much promotion what was being annoying on social platforms totally. like there's there's a lot of that like what am I, am I being, am I being an annoyance on, on the internet? Am I being something yeah. that people are going to drown out? And I think as long as you are, you're putting decent quality stuff out there, you know, you're not putting total garbage out and you're only giving it to people who you think might realistically be interested in it. I don't think that it's, it's too much. As long as it's good content. Yeah. yeah. Like, I try not to be one of those people that's like, come see me at my stupid bar every mm -hmm. night. But So I've been trying to just do stupid stuff lately where it's just like, wow, this guy's a fucking obnoxious turd. But, right. but <laughs> no, instead of just like, hey, I'm working from 7.30 to whatever, come and see me and give me money. Yes. Right, like, right, 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 right. As yeah. long as you're throw, putting out yeah. something that's worth a shit. Totally. Cool. Throw a joke in there or something. Mm -hmm. and yeah. I think you would do pretty well on yeah. Twitter, Logan. 
I think on you would, what he on, would rock Twitter. I think Logan would do really <laughs> well on Twitter, Twitter because you you put a lot of really good, funny, thoughtful totally. stuff up on social media, and that's pretty. Twitter, I mean, Twitter is a fucking garbage fire, but oh yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. But as far as like funny shit, like you'll see you'll see on Facebook and Instagram people sharing screenshots of tweets and and like as though that they're like regular memes you know what i mean like just you can become a twitter comic you can like draw people to you as an influencer that's the goal man yeah yeah Yeah, 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 exactly yeah dude (laughs) god so what what happened to the band will tony move back to chicago logan's a twitter comic now so it's just yeah, it's a viral Twitter. He comment. just doesn't have time for it. He spends all his time just, just Logan, just in his room, just like with pieces yeah. of paper, Jars writing down tweets. Yeah. It's too many characters. It's too, it's many, too characters. many characters. <laughs> <laughs> just jars full of piss and like yes. wearing shoe, shoe uh, Kleenex boxes on my feet. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, <laughs> fucking piles of crumpled up receipt paper everywhere, yes. just all over your house. Man. Okay, oh, yeah. you asked for it, bud. <laughs> Dude, I think you, I think you do really well at it. Yeah, but. When, the 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 analogy that comes to mind, and this just popped into my head, is we've all seen the fifty year old lady who's learning to use Instagram, and she posts like, we, wait, we have, yeah, <laughs> just, uh, yeah. You don't follow I, the fifty year old lady who I just joined follow, Instagram. Yeah, dude, I that's only follow handle. the hot ones, dude. <laughs> the hot fifty year old yeah, ladies totally. who just joined Instagram. <laughs> yeah, dude. There's a lot of them, buddy. They got their twelve year olds running it for them. <laughs> Take a picture of me in my bra, Brandon. <laughs> did you did you use the pound symbol yeah. tags? Don't bring Jason in here. He's always got a boner. <laughs> He's at that age. He's at that age. My cousins were all like that. I like that she's Jewish now. <laughs> no, she's no, not she's Jewish. Not. She's just an old lady. To yeah. talk. <laughs> Fucking Mabel. I'm Episcopalian, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Piscopo Palian. Um <laughs> Badell. Badell. Uh, no, but uh but we've all seen the the 50-year-old lady who like just joined Instagram, you know what I mean? And then like the day that she joins, it's just like all day just like pictures of the same stuff that she's like putting up or like snapping pictures of herself and trying things out and doesn't realize that she's posting like <laughs> live to you know, 50 or 60 people that are following her at that time. Like, I think that's generous. We've, yeah, right. <laughs> we've seen, we've seen bands that have done that where like their feed is just loaded with just like nothing posts, you know, yeah. like, like auto posts from fucking Reverb Nation or yeah. that's the worst one. Right? Dude, the yeah. auto <laughs> fucking Reverb Nation. Dude, dude Re- Reverb yeah. Nation is the fucking worst. Dude. It is yeah. awful, dude. dude it's, it's, the, yeah, it's really the, awful. They send you an email every so often that they're like, they're like, did you know you're number one in this fucking genre for your area? And you're like, that is such a nothing honor to have. <laughs> Thanks. We fell for it once. You pretty much just said I got a fucking yellow ribbon in field day. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. It's hard. So, yeah, so, so, yeah. so as far as, as far as like promoting yourself, I guess, I guess the point is, is that like, you know, from working on social media, you know, from being in the industry, what you would find annoying. 
Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? So I think as far as like, as long as you can trust that you know where that line is, you can allow yourself to get over the like self-consciousness about self-promotion. Yeah, You know yeah. what I mean? Well, it's di- like social media, you know, I can get people's attention just by being funny, but it's like fucking selling somebody something with my name on it. You right. know, that's where it gets fucking weird. Well, but if it but, was yeah. if it was funny as shit, like yeah. I Okay, here's an idea for you. If you came out with some shirts that were okay, I have two ideas for you. Okay, if you came out with some shirts <laughs> yeah. that were just like like you know you see like the 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 Frank Zappa silhouette shirts where it's like the hair and the mustache totally. and yeah. it's just like the outline. I've seen you that should, before. You should do yeah, the totally. silhouette but just okay. slightly different. If you made that into yeah. a t-shirt, doesn't a girl have totally. a tattoo yes, of that? Yes, of that. Yeah, a girl already got a tattoo of that of me. I would wear that shirt. Yeah. Dude. I would wear that shirt, especially if in really small print, it just said Matt Kobos, not Frank Zappa. That's <laughs> yeah. a really yeah. great idea. Dude, yeah, totally. I would buy the shit yeah. out of that shirt. You know what I mean? I was thinking for the ruckus guys, like just yeah. just that that drawing of you guys. Yeah. Have each individual one of you guys on a shirt. Dude, that's a great idea. I yeah, would, yeah. I would buy every single one of Dude, those. It's, yeah. We was, talked about doing them as buttons, each yeah. individual buttons. I yeah. got a button maker, bro. Yeah, dude. Sweet. I was, <laughs> I, was, I was talking with um with, with a customer at work last night at, at the bar, and uh, I was talking about how interesting it is that we live in a time where because of the internet, the playing field has been leveled across so many different fields. Yeah. Like, not just in music, but in comedy and in the entrepreneurial space and yeah. in the cannabis space and in in the podcast space. There's so much out there that it's like you may never be able to reach the height, like for all intents and purposes, reaching Garth Brooks status and selling out a fucking arena. <laughs> there it is. There it is. That's our lead-in. <laughs> reaching Garth Brooks status and Micro-penis. being able to sell. Or like U2 or the Beatles or Led yeah. Zeppelin. Like for all intents and purposes, those levels mm-hmm. are largely out of reach. Or like, totally. you know, in the comedy world, reaching Eddie Murphy level proportions. Yeah. Or, or I, I mean, I guess you see people like, Kevin Hart and Dane Cook, they do big, you know, big stadium shows and stuff oh, yeah. like that. I mean, yeah. But for the most part, for all, for our purposes, those scenarios are very unlikely. Yeah. But you can command a very, like, uh, the thousand true fans model that they talk about or that they used to talk about. Like now, be- because there's so many tools and technologies out there and we live in a a pretty prosperous era in human history, relatively speaking. Um, People just have access to these to be able to access that thousand true fans. And you can have a sustainable career off of really, I mean, statistically not that many people. Yeah. You know what I mean? As long as it's a thousand people that have jobs and a little (laughs) bit of money to spend. (laughs) Well, yeah, no, totally. But like, and that's, that's kind of the way we look at it is, is, so not comedian. Yeah, exactly, dude. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't like, know how SoundCloud rappers do it. Those fucking assholes. <laughs> it's, it's, well, it, you know, in the case of like Lil Nas X, it was, yeah. you know, somebody hears your stuff, thinks it's cool, puts it in a YouTube thing, and then 
and then a whole meme blows up out yeah. of that. You know, I mean, you you can't just, really. He just queefed his way to the top, dude. Dude, <laughs> dude but I mean, it's it's a it's an interesting story. Yeah, it's it is, yeah, dude. It's so cool, man. All those SoundCloud rappers, they blow my fucking mind, dude. It's just crazy sitting in their room boofing Xanax, and somehow they fucking get huge. But then, but in <laughs> but in the mix, like there are there are SoundCloud rappers and podcasters and comedians and bands mm-hmm. and uh, uh, people who run channels like uh, channel personalities out there, uh, influencers who mean the world to like so many people and we in this room don't even have any idea who they are. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, s- you see it like every week at Larimer Lounge, there's some bus parked out front with some YouTube celebrity on it and Dude. and a line of fucking teenagers down yeah. the street. Like there's this like the 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 playing field is completely opened up and it's like anybody can come in and play and how you do on it is all up to you and yeah. how you work it. And it's a, as long as you sell tickets, that's all that fucking matters. Right. And in order to sell tickets, you've got to get more people to come see you. And in yeah. order to get more people to come see you, you have to know how to run your marketing operation. And as long as you're making cool shit, because we've all seen the shit that sucks, but the person who's running it has a marketing degree and is able to get their totally sucky shit in the face and ears of, of everybody out there. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Logan Paul, all those fucking guys. Dude. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, God. yeah. 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 Totally. Um, but yeah, so so it's interesting. It's um, now speaking of Garth Brooks level celebrity, uh, we were talking before we got on the air, and Saint Gartholomew himself was just in town. <laughs> and you and you were at the show. Where, where, where oh you, no, you, I wasn't at the show. You weren't at the show. I okay. just happened to be a Garth Brooks fan. I, I bet you a million bajillion dollars that Ty was there. Uh, I, oh, I'm really, I'm pretty sure Ty was at home with the kids, but I know Jesse oh, was fuck. there. I just, Jesse and her cousin went, <laughs> dude. And what, what, what's funny is the day before and the day of you saw a lot of, a lot of too cool for anything. People throwing shade about Garth Brooks being in town and being pissed about the traffic and being like, dude. How fucking big are you if there are signs around town that say Garth Brooks concert tonight, plan your route accordingly? Dude, like if your band is at the point that you are like street sign level, like that dude, that dude is like, like would probably be considered a god 2,000 years ago. Like people would have been. We're issuing issuing a, a Garth Brooks warning. The area, <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Dude, you yeah. get an Amber Alert. <laughs> Garth Brooks is in town. Yeah, dude, Garth oh, Alert. Dude. Stay home. Garth it's like, like when we had the polar vortex, and they're like, we're advising people not to drive. It's like, yeah. it's like Hurricane Gartholomew has touched down in Denver. <laughs> Warning for the, those not going to the show. Uh, delivery is available. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we had, um, so yeah, so the the day before and the day of. There was, it, it it seemed like it was kind of cool to be like, and then the night of the show, from what I understand, was just an incredible show, like just like an, an, an amazing experience, like one of the biggest live music events that there is. And then the next day, there's all the media coverage, most of it favorable, 
You see all the people, po- you know, the the live videos that people are taking at the show are starting to come out and hit people's feeds. Like there's kind of this this it tips to the other side where all of a sudden the people who were throwing shade the day before are kind of fucking feeling like they put their foot in the ma- their mouth the next day because they're seeing that all sorts of cool quote unquote people actually admit to liking Garth fucking Brooks. I don't know and if who they cares feel anyway. I mean honestly, yeah. like it's all just taste is so fucking subjective. Like, totally. That's the thing is dangerous. I don't think it's yeah. a matter of taste. Yeah. I don't think it's a matter of taste. I think it's a, a, a matter of people wanting to throw shade to Well, it's both. Say something right. Yeah. It's both. Yeah. Cuz I mean, you know, that like I'm not a fan of Garth Brooks. I wasn't like you know, I wasn't talking shit about him or anything online, right. but like, uh, you know, I've like I think that he's a good person, but I would never fucking listen to one of his albums. Right, I think right, that right. his music fucking sucks. You dude. strike me as a big Garth Brooks head. <laughs> yeah, well, dude. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I pretty much had you I like pegged Girth, as a Garth Brooks fan. Yeah, Girth, yeah, Brooks. I like Garth Brooks, the porn okay. star. Um, well, but that's <laughs> Garth Brooks. Dude, dude, me and Corey, all fat guy. Garth Brooks, Garth Brooks, yes, Brooks. dude, awesome. oh, dude, chunk it up. Cor- Cor- Corey Healy and I were uh, Corey Healy and I were going to start a fucking uh, a Garth Brooks Garth Brooks tribute band where the singer dresses up in a Darth Vader helmet and has a mic inside and it's all like Darth Vadered out, yes. like the the vocal and call it call it Darth Brooks. Like yes. we were talking about doing that. So yes. be like, I've got friends in low places. <laughs> That'd no, be amazing. So, so my problem isn't with subjective taste because yeah. there's like there's foods that you don't like, there's experiences you don't like. Everyone has preferences, and and I'm fine with that. The thing that get got under my skin is the people who throw shade in an attempt to draw. Laughs, likes, yeah. praise, but isn't attention. It fun? Like, like, isn't it fun to? Don't you talk shit about things that like? Like, I, no. When Nickelback talk, comes dude, to town, are you like these fucking jokes? Listen, listen. I love. <laughs> I whoa, love, whoa, 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 whoa! I love talking <laughs> yeah. shit. I love jokes, man. Yeah, dude. Hey, that's hey, that's one of don't my you favorite. Dare talk shit about the back. That's one of my. That's one of my favorite pastimes in in the van. In the van. Yeah, is totally. Talking shit. But there's a difference between like being funny and clever and delivering harsh burns yeah. and people doing it badly and just sounding like yeah. snarky fuckwads. Totally. Like I heard somebody refer to it as the KKK rally downtown. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, it's a big KKK rally at the stadium tonight. It's like, well, I mean, fuck you. If we're, that's <laughs> kind of funny, yeah. though. Yeah. That's if we're honest, funny. the blackest guy there was Garth. So... <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I now that is fucking hilarious. <laughs> but he's a trained professional. Yeah. He's a trained professional. No, but like, but, okay, we were talking before we got on the mic about Westward put out a few different articles, you know, or, or posted a few different things where yes, it's like the, the first one is like, you know, Garth Brooks posts that this was the greatest night of his career. Okay, that's great, you know, that they shared that, like they shared... The, the Twitter post that he put up that said, uh, Denver, you were awesome. This was the greatest show of my entire career. Thank you. So they published that. They published another one that was like a photo gallery of people at the show having fun. And, oh, man, isn't this great? And then the third one that I saw that they post was 
Garth Brooks. What did he say? They said. I'm looking it up right now, actually. Yeah, look it up. It's, so, so he said that this was the best night of his career? He said yeah. it was the best night of his career. So it was got, the largest so concert he's, he's ever put on. in Mile High. Hey, please. Oh, <laughs> he's got friends There's in... There's your first tweet, dude. <laughs> he's got friends in Lodo places. Oh, oh, dude. You don't want those guys. <laughs> okay, nobody okay, wants so, those guys. Th- so this article is... Entitled, Garth Brooks at Broncos Stadium showed bitter white men a better way. Dude, that's a bitter uh, article title. Yeah, that is. It, it is. Now, yeah. now, you yeah, see what I I'm agree. saying? Do you yeah. see what I'm saying? The difference. Totally. The purpose of that article it's is so trans. It's mean spirited yeah. for one, yeah. and it is so transparently designed to draw hate into the comments. Totally. And yeah. it's just an opinion. Yeah, it's it. Well, it. But it's an it's it's an opinion that is put out with the sole purpose of, no, I didn't fucking rip a fart. That's not me. You must be smelling your upper lips, son. No, it was was mean-spirited, and it was designed with the intention of... Um, yeah, like, clicks. like, well, cl- clicks and fucking driving up the the outrage and fight machine and and like just creating a dumpster fire yeah. in the comments, which is how we got to this place in this country right now, anyways. Exactly, yeah, totally. and that's yeah, what yeah. I'm saying. And what I've what I've started to see, and I guess I guess what I'm getting to is like the point that I want to get to is that is I feel like we are starting to see a turn where people are kind of collectively getting tired of that. Mm -hmm. People are becoming consciously aware of it, and we all got have gotten tricked into it at some point. It's not journalism. No, No. it's it's not journalism. But we've all, like the term clickbait would not have even occurred to us five years ago. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like the term dumpster fire in reference to a comments thread would not have... would not have occurred to us five years ago. We all got tricked into it. Mm -hmm. And we've all gotten tricked into this way of of thinking. And actually, I learned something interesting about the way the algorithms work recently. Oh, the algorithms. So my my understanding (laughs) was that the algorithms were designed to... Uh, these like social media algorithms were designed to. Aren't they on tour with bring... the Agrolites right <laughs> yeah. now on the Slackers? <laughs> yeah, dude. The yeah. algorithms on yes. tour with the Agrolites. Hell yeah, pick and it the up. pie tasters. <laughs> yes. Ladies and gentlemen, with the algorithms from Pasadena, California. Their song, their songwriting process is very long. Yeah, yeah, yeah but they're so tight, dude. <laughs> well, no, no, no. The way it works is they start playing a song, and then they can determine if you like it or not, and the song yes. changes to suit your needs. Oh, yeah. oh so yeah. Grateful Dead. Cool. Right on. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Uh, or as I call them, Noodles and Company. That's my favorite. Oh, dude. So the the, the the place where I work, and I promise I'll get back to the point, but the, 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 the place that I work um, is, you know, a big part of their branding is is jam bands. So I work at Fire on the Mountain up okay. in the Highlands. It's an awesome place, right? But pretty much we're always listening to Bluegrass or The Grateful Dead or Fish or Widespread Panic. Oof. And I am so tempted. And I every once in a while when the Sounds owner's tight. not around, <laughs> every once in a while when the owner's not around, the rest of the staff, if I'm working behind the bar... They're like, they're like, dude, put on whatever you want. Like, it'd be nice for a change of pace. So I'm always putting on Thin Lizzy radio, yeah. and and I so I had Thin Lizzy radio going behind the bar, and a few Iron Maiden songs slipped by, 
Um, but then eventually the owner came in and heard it and like came in and changed it back to widespread panic and stuff like that. So I like want to write widespread panic and just be like, listen, yeah. could you guys do me a favor and cover an Iron Maiden song so I can actually <laughs> listen to it at work? Hey, could you guys write more rock and shit, dude? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, we have to listen to you guys all the time, and it sucks. My, 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 my favorite, my, my favorite joke is to just like in the middle of service, just be like, "Man, you know what band I haven't heard for a while? The Grateful Dead, man. I can really go for some of that yeah, right now, dude." Or just like, "Oh, dude, I love this part. It's the part that goes." Ah, dude, I like I like Dead and Company more, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I found out about the way these algorithms work is it's it's not quite that like what I had understood before is that the algorithms were designed to just keep feeding you more of stuff that you like right it's like if you if you go down a rabbit hole and start exploring an idea it's like oh you might like more of this you might like more of this but it's actually a little darker than that it these algorithms are designed to learn what you are clicking on and guide your predictability yeah, have you ever been to the ad preferences section of Facebook? Have you ever gotten into your own ad preferences? No, I've never well, gotten no. into it. Oh, dude, it is. I, I get in there like maybe once every six months or so just to see yeah. what's in there. It's, dude, it talk about a dark place. Oh, yeah. It's real fucked up. Some like, give us an example. Why, what are you talking about? So like, it's like a family well, but you're talking about you're talking about yours specifically mine is the dark specifically, place. Yeah, mine specifically <laughs> is the dark place, and you never want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get in, dude. Well, like what? Like what? Like what no, have you been seeing in there, Gordon? The thing that the thing that bothers me is that like you'll get into your ad preferences and it'll be like you know, these are these are the uh, the ads, the pages, and the individuals you clicked on. They extrapolate from that what your interests are and they say here's what we've gauged as your interests and they have a whole fucking like i mean you can't even imagine how many of those that they have and it goes from like everything from like underwater basket weaving yeah, yeah, to yeah. you know like like you know to like you know killing yourself with a sword right, Shit, right, right, you know right, what right. i mean like very specific things like that like you know self-immolation and it's like where did you get this from like where you know where well did it and it, it itself oh, is a double-edged sword because it is no, it itself is a double-edged sword. Because it's like, on one hand, my, that's what my preference is for. No, no. It, Welcome to the podcast, double-edged sword. Double-edged Welcome sword. to the double-edged sword podcast. We'll be talking about all situations which are double-edged swords, yeah. metaphorically speaking. I'm your host. I'm so regretting making that statement. And swords. No, no, no. I, but but because on one hand, like I would love if there was a technology out there sweeping the internet that came across our podcast and examined every word said in the podcast and then got us to people who would benefit from it. You know what I mean? Micro-penis. I would, I would love if there, <laughs> yeah, totally the micro penis podcast. I hate this. The micro hogs. And there's some guy, there's some guy at home just like, how did they know? Yeah, no, but like I would love it. I Why would, does this keep coming up? Like I would love it if oh, there I'm were. I'm so sad. Like I would love it if there were algorithms out there which were designed to get our music to the people that would enjoy it the most. I would love it if there were algorithms that would help get our all our content out or or Matt's fucking comedy to people who would enjoy it. I would love it if machine learning was that smart. But that is but the what, double-edged sword, is but, because MF Ruckus is in my. 
you know, it's in my is it in your preferences, right? Yeah. So I love seeing that stuff. You know what I mean? There's stuff like I'm glad that I get information about stuff that I do love. But what the 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 part that that I find scary and totally Orwellian is the fact that it is designed to guide you incrementally to being more predictable so that it can give you more stuff that you will predictably buy. Like it's trying to, it's trying to reduce the likely, the probability of, of variance. And I think that's, and what, what I find encouraging is that I think we're starting to see a lot more pushback from people who are starting to become aware of the way that these processes work. There's a lot of discussion going on about it. And people are going, nah, nah, that's not cool. Now, at the same time, all these different platforms are communicating with each other. They're buying and selling information from each other. Like, you know, Facebook trades information with Google and SoundCloud and fucking Twitter and all these other companies are Porn sharing. Porn, dude. Fucking. Totally, man. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Jizzfest. Fucking. <laughs> oh, you go to Jizzfest? <laughs> yeah, I go dude. every year, man. Totally, it's dude. It's a huge thing. It's just, <laughs> dude, the headliner this year, man. Dude, he stuck around for a long time. Yeah, dude. He's been in it. Uh, <laughs> Can you imagine that? Just like monsters of jizz, monsters of cock, <laughs> monsters of jizz. Come, Jizz Fest 2019. Come see all your favorite monsters of cock. The Monterey Jizz Festival. The yes, yes, jizz dude. Festival. Hell yeah. Oh, uh, oh, oh! Uh, City Park Jizz is another really good City, one. Yeah. That I'm planning on yeah, going to. Jizz. That's their year round, dude. City Park. Twenty four. Yeah, dude. There's little tiny bags of City Park Jizz all over yeah, the dude. place, man. Those geese can't fly. Their wings are stuck to their bodies. <laughs> it's great, dude. Oh man. Like <laughs> it's just a bunch of white people these these days though. Oh yeah, totally. There's just, just a yeah, bunch of congealed blobs in the fucking in the lake there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my god. <sighs> yeah. So anyway, um but yeah, it it it's it was a bummer to see it was a bummer to see that article, but I also like that at least the one, two, three, four people in this room can recognize it for what it is. And I think that there's a lot of people who are able to to recognize this kind of stuff for what it is and and outrage bait and the different things that that, that people are putting out there. And I'm glad that podcasts are becoming so popular because uh, they've really been blowing up. Um, it, there's been a big spike in, in podcast listenership over the last couple of years. Huh. And um, people are showing a, an interest in like long form content, like listening to two to three hour shows and really? things like that and discussions and lectures. Like the data is coming in and it's and it's showing very favorable that that's like something that people are actually interested in. It's not all like this assumption that we have a short attention span and we can't handle it. Right. So what'd you say? I'm, I'm sorry. Huh? <laughs> what are we doing? No, but I what's so what? The, a major benefit of that in terms of communication of ideas is that rather than things where like someone puts something that's 240 characters or whatever the whatever the limit is or or just one picture you can where things are getting taken out of context ideas are communicated in a much more long and thought out way to where um, things that might nor- normally ignite 
a fucking dumpster fire of conflict online kind of get headed off at the pass, I think, just from the exchange of ideas, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 I mean, hopefully that's happening. I mean, like you said, like, like I would see that article and probably laugh because I think that's fucking hilarious, but uh, it, like, but I wouldn't click on it because there's no fucking reason to. It didn't. Right, it yeah. didn't. Yeah. When I read it, it didn't get like I didn't ab react to it simply because it was to me it was just more of the same uh, on the fucking internet. You know, it's just like oh god, here we go. What I did ab react to was the mischaracterization of this performer and his fans yeah, you, at like yeah. automatically just making a broad sweeping generalization of, of yeah, almost a yeah. hundred thousand yeah, people absolutely. in one place. Yeah. And, and a performer who, um, you know, if, if you listen, I can't remember what episode it is, but we talked about it, like a great story about Garth Brooks and how he called Jesse and like consoled her after when she and Ty were going through a rough patch. Like Garth Brooks called our drummer's wife. What? Yeah. They, they like broke up for a short period yeah. of time before, before they got married and fucking it, it's kind of a long story, but yeah, that's fine. Yeah. But like, um, so our, uh, our drummer's wife, uh, her dad works for a print company who made posters, like made, uh, uh, promotional materials for one of Garth Brooks's charities. Like he's, he's really involved in charities, whatnot. And, uh, like, they got to go to a party in Vegas at the Wynn when he had his residency there and hang out and meet fucking Garth Brooks. And they went through a little bit of a rough patch and broke up for a little while. And fucking Garth Brooks called Jesse and, like, said... Wild. It was just like, hey, your dad told me that you guys broke up and I just wanted to say yeah. you're... you're you know, plenty of fish in the ocean, and you're an amazing woman, and everything will be yeah. fine. And of I kept, of course, he threw away that iPhone after he used it because he called somebody <laughs> on it once. So you know, it's trash now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, but then I started seeing all these other stories of him, like, like pulling like little kids out of crowds and bringing them up on stage to sing with him and having all this fun and just being this very charitable, nice guy. Garth Brooks steals children. And, <laughs> And then there's that there's that uh, there's a billboard I think uh, somewhere downtown that's like it's one of those. You know, it's one of those public service fucking announcement boards where it's just a picture of Garth Brooks and he just says there's only one race, the human race or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah, it's it's been up for a while. So the dude is very yeah. charitable. He's a very you know, he's got a great big heart and yeah. whatnot. And then to see stuff where somebody just makes a sweeping generalization like that yeah. just to be funny and it, like I don't know that that yeah. to me just to try and like throw some points up on the board. Yeah, that was something that that I did have react to. Well, also the internet just beats shit to death like that. Any like big thing that happens, you mm. see so many jokes about the same fucking thing right. that you're just like get you're over it. Right, right. Like, it, yeah. it it like now, but again, this is another double edged sword. We're back on double edged sword talk. <laughs> oh, the next person that says double edged sword. Say double edged sword again. <laughs> Oh Say no, it. he's he's got a sword. <laughs> oh no, he's, he's got two right, edges. <laughs> he's coming right at us and cutting himself at the same time. <laughs> he doesn't have any fingers. The sword cuts both ways. He's completely lost control. No, uh, is the rate at which um, the rate at which social norms move through. Uh, move through society because of the mass communication that goes on. Like you can see a joke come up in the morning and spread around the internet before noon. 
And then afternoon, people start getting really good at the joke and like famous people start getting involved and it starts like showing up on, on the news and they're talking about it on Fox and MSNBC and it blows up into this big thing. And by the time you go to bed at night, it's like like spent. Totally. Like people are posting about how annoying it is or how stupid it is totally. or how child it is. Or are we still saying that? Like you can see that happen in a 24-hour life cycle. And I feel like, you know... That's the biggest, like, that's the biggest thing since the printing press. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just the. It's also just fucking lame when you when you (laughs) see. It's also just fucking lame. Like, yeah, dude. When you read a bunch of people saying writing the same joke, why the fuck would you write the same fucking joke, dude? Right. Right. Doesn't make any sense. But that's that's part of the process. That's part of the fucking fucking nerds. That's part of the movement of the flock (laughs) of the hive mind. Matt Cobos, anti nerd. Hell that Kobo yeah, hates nerds. Hell yeah. <laughs> Take your Xbox controller away from you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Throw your batteries at you, son. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Unplug Reddit. <laughs> so um, I would like to – you said you've got some of your stuff recorded since um, I would yeah. love, to I, would I love to I haven't sent anything over, but we can. Yeah, yeah I mean, we can, uh, we can take a quick break, and then let's patch that through. I want to hear some of your stuff, man. Cool, man. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I've got it pulled up here. I just don't know where to fucking send it. So, yeah, we can figure yeah, it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're cool. going to take a quick break then. Cool. We are rolling. Want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors. First and foremost, our most venerable, nay, venereal sponsor, Matula Plumbing. Matula! Des Plaines, Illinois. Shit rolls downhill. Don't be at the bottom. Your number two is our number one priori- priority. Your shit is our bread and butter. Angie's List, super service award winner back in 2011. Jerry Matula, he'll wear the booties for you. Tell him the boys sent you. Rocket Space Rehearsal Studios, the official practice space of motherfucking Ruckus and every other band there is. Rocket Space, you ain't got to carry shit. Do comedians ever have to get spaces to like do you guys ever like well we have to get bars to do our open mics in no i mean do do, do you like they have to trick bars (laughs) (laughs) yeah i tricked them yeah dude we'll bring you money do you ever (laughs) do you ever go to a do you ever go to like a dance studio and like put on leg warmers and stand in front of the mirror well he does but that that's not that's the dementia (laughs) (laughs) that's for my real passion i'm using comedy as a vehicle to become a ballerina hell yeah dude trying to sweat off the pounds to become a flash (laughs) dancer that's that's what the toilet's for to become an aerobics (laughs) you take a dump you practice your set and you're good yeah Yeah. exactly dude exactly exactly that's all the time you get on stage anyway yeah dude you get the same response oh i I, (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) yeah yeah. Evergroove Studio in Evergreen, Colorado, the official recording studio of Motherfucking Ruckus. It's where we're working on our new album, The Front Lines of Good Times, Volume 1, and where we've done the last two seasons of Motherfucking Monday. Stay tuned for Season 3 coming up. We'll probably start recording it, I don't know, this fall, maybe, after the record comes out. Yeah. Something. We'll put something together. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I don't like doing any of the stuff that you do. I just really like drink tickets. That's, mm-hmm. that's what drink it comes down to. Drink tickets, yeah. Yeah. I like, I like to All go places sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I really, really need those drink tickets. Yeah, dude. Evergroove Studio. Go see Brad and Jenny. 
uh, at their their beautiful studio nestled in the Shadow Mountain region of Evergreen, Colorado. Uh, State-of-the-art equipment, beautiful scenery, solar-powered, and just uh, they really turn out some amazing stuff. And, Good people. Um, Good stuff. Yeah, Brad is what I would call producing engineer, man. I saw a picture on their um, on their Facebook uh, in the last couple days where they had a band outside. Like they were setting up mics to record the echo off the canyon. Widespread panic. <laughs> it wasn't widespread panic, but it was close. We only record outside, man. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, dude, it, it, it looked. We only record with nature. <laughs> they did. They had mics set up outside, and they were they were recording vocals echoing off the canyon or drums echoing that off sounds the canyon. Cool. Like sounds, Brad, yeah. Brad is totally open minded to doing weird shit like that. He's a super fun guy to work with. Like. You know when you're like watching a documentary about a band and you see their experience in the studio and how like crazy it is and all the experimentation they were doing like and you're like man I wish we could record at a place like that but there's no way we could ever afford it. That's what it's like up there. Evergroove is like the Caribou Ranch on a budget. Go check them out. Uh the Nug Nation, of course. Ounce for ounce the best homegrown comedy in years. Join the Nugs in their adventures, their wacky adventures through the town of Nugville. Make sure to check out our recent collab with Billy Ray Cyrus. Uh, I got to show Matt the Nug Nation for the yeah. first time. Yeah. Got to take him a, on a tour of the studio. He had no idea it existed. I had no idea, dude. It's fucking great, though. It's so fun, man. Um, I mean, I just giggle at the word Nug because I'm a fucking <laughs> idiot. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll send you some links to some stuff, man. Like Fuck the, yeah. Smoke weed, dude. Hell yeah. yeah. Smoke weed every day. <laughs> Uh, check out thenugnation.com for uh, all that shit. Uh, Mutiny Information Cafe uh, at 2 South Broadway in the heart of Denver, Colorado. Books, records, uh, coffee, comic books, live events, podcasts down in the basement. In fact, they host yeah. this podcast. Um they do. Uh, they do. Now we're drunk. Also, I'd like to yeah. get those guys in here. Oh yeah, yeah that'd dude. be cool. And, uh, um, and uh, get them high. Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> they wouldn't talk at all. They wouldn't say. What's the, now we're weird. <laughs> yeah, dude. What's yeah. the What's the yeah. name of the What's the name of the Bree Davies podcast too? She has one Oof. on there, doesn't she? Uh, yeah, she does. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. Hello, Denver. Yeah. Oh yeah, are yeah, you yeah. there? Yeah, it's that's me. right. Coco Davies, I, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we're also, Jake Fairley and I are going to be on the Motherfucker with a Cape podcast um, this coming week. So it doesn't matter on this podcast, but hopefully it <laughs> went well. Hopefully it went well. We're going to talk about comics and culture and uh, and marrying rock and roll and all that stuff. And it's going to be super fun. Uh, yeah, this is a Mutiny Transmission. So big time shout out to Mutiny Information Cafe. Yeah. Tell Jim and Matt the boys sent you. Flipside music on South Tacoma in Denver, Colorado. All the stuff you want. None of the stuff you don't. Go see Ike, the um, Grand Maester of the Order of the Baldman, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yes. It is true. The Order, the Sacred Brotherhood of the Baldman. Me and Matt know nothing about that. Ah, (laughs) you will. (laughs) Alec Baldwin. We get get together and rub heads, and then we rub micro penises. (laughs) (laughs) small. I'm in training. I'm in training. Mostly they talk about head wax and 
and flip flops and head cargo wax. shorts. Yeah, like waxing their heads. And what stuff so somebody like that. can skateboard on it? <laughs> so like, so you can do dope fifty fifty slides <laughs> yeah, on a bald dude. dude's head. Fuck You've seen yeah. how much light is reflected off of a properly polished dome, man? It's solar power, man. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yes, dude. Blinding. They're, they're like they're like lamp posts for the daytime. Like when the sun is up in the sky, but you still you could use a little bit more light. Splashed in the darker corners of Follow the city. Follow the Baldman. Follow the <laughs> of the Baldman. They're so fast. <laughs> Flipside Music also has guitars and amps and pedals. <laughs> They're awesome. They're also a store. And They're also stuff. a store. Um, and of course, last but most, the uh, the wonderful, marvelous, uh, generous, cool ass people who back us via a small, recurrent monthly contribution on Patreon.com/slash MFRuckus. Uh, our patrons get access to all kinds of cool shit, um, exclusive content, early releases, even VIP parties with beer and food. To learn more, go to patreon.com slash mfruckus. Check it out. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah. So now the next thing we're going to do is is uh, Mr. Kobos here. Mr. Matt Kobos is going to show us some of his stuff for those of you who are not familiar um, man, uh, what do you what do you got loaded up for us? Yeah, I got a clip from uh, a couple months ago. Ron White came through Comedy Works, and we got to and he put his name on it, so uh, we got to do a show for a sold out Comedy Works, and it was fucking amazing. Cool. Did you get to hang with Ron White? Yeah, he was awesome, dude. Super I hear chill, he's a really very cool nice guy. dude. Yeah, he was, dude. He was just fucking roasting joints and drinking tequila <laughs> like a motherfucker, and he was giving it all to us too. He didn't give a fuck. He just wanted to hang out with comics and shoot the shit. That's oh, cool. so cool. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. When there's somebody not as big as him in the green room, we're not allowed to smoke weed in there. But yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's Ron White, so they were like, do whatever the fuck you want. That's fucking yeah. cool. Yeah. So, okay, so out of curiosity, before we get into this, who is the coolest person in comedy, like famous person in comedy you've met, who is the worst person in Ooh. comedy you've met? Dude, the, the huge ones have all been fucking awesome. Really? Yeah, totally. Because they had to work really hard to get where they are. Totally. You know, it's, it, I, don't uh, think yeah. it's, I don't think it's the same as it generally is with... With bands when they're like totally like epically rock star famous, yeah, you know that. So like, yeah, who, like, who all have the, you gotten to meet? Uh, like the ones that come to mind are, of course, LeBron and fucking uh, Nick Swartzen. Oh yeah, Nick Swartzen was fucking great, dude. That's really cool. I've, yeah, I've heard he's a super nice guy. Too. Oh, he was so nice, and I mean, yeah, he had to sleep in his fucking van the first, well, his car, not even his van, his car, the first few years wow. doing comedy, and like, yeah, dude, wow. Um, yeah. So have you even met anyone who was like notably famous that was a fucking asshole or have they all just been pretty legit? There's always the the ones that are assholes don't fucking meet you, you know? Right. Because they're assholes, you know, fucking, uh, uh, TJ Miller was like that. He was like, he was at the High Plains Comedy Festival and he just kind of, he came into the green room and everybody was kind of forced out. He was, he came in with his friends and he was like, this is ours now, basically. Right, right, right. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I caught him. I caught him backstage in the hallway because I was working there the year that that he played, and he just seemed fucking wasted yeah, to me. Yeah, he's wasted, and he's just up his own ass. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, yeah, the ones that'll talk to you are fucking awesome. That's rad. Yeah. So uh, let's check out this clip then. Cool. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, it's from you're, just you're a opening for Ron ago. White. Great, great yeah. show. And. Uh, I just wanted to say, too, that, like, I, I'm always weird about putting my own material on the Internet. But, uh, you know, so if you come to see me, you'll probably see me tell these same jokes and don't get fucking buttered about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Matt Kobos, everybody. 
What's up, crackers? <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. I can say that because I'm half white. I'm half white and half Mexican. That's why most of you thought I was Italian. Get it all the fucking time, dude. I'm not, dude. I got these Mexican locks, man. This is an Italian hair, dude. This hair is getting fucking out of control, though. My girlfriend and I agree. I gotta get it cut. I want to get it cut because, like, I don't want to. I don't want to adjust my style to a dude with just ridiculously long hair. You know, like, I don't want to start putting it in ponytails and wearing button-up shirts with dragons on them. <laughs> like, it's a fine line between metal and dungeon master. <laughs> and I'm fucking riding it, dude. So I've got to get this thing cut, but my girlfriend wants me to donate it, and I don't want to donate it unless I can see the other person wearing it. <laughs> I think it's only fair, dude, I have to see how it changes their life, man. <laughs> like how I imagine it's like I cut my hair and put it in that little plastic bag and mail it, that little creepy process. And it gets over and gets made into a wig, and then it gets over to like a little nine-year-old girl with cancer, and she pulls my hair out of the bag and goes in the bathroom, and she pushes her little stool up to the mirror, and she climbs up on her stool, and as soon as my hair touches the top of her head, she's like, oh, fucking hell yeah, dude! <laughs> she, like, draws on a mustache. Starts wearing shitty rock and roll shirts. Rocking out to Thin Lizzy. She's like, Mom, the girls are back in town. Give me a PBR, God! Her mom goes upstairs and she's like chain-smoking candy cigarettes. <laughs> dipping her pinky in pixie sticks and rubbing it on her gums. She's like, Mom, don't just stand there. Load me a bowl. My cancer hurts. <laughs> My cancer hurts. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, she's fucking awesome, dude. She vapes so hard. She'll be here later. She's tight as fuck. <laughs> I, uh, I have a dad bod. Not here, it's in an urn. <laughs> yeah, he fucking ghosted me, dude. <laughs> Holy fuck. Yeah, it's been a tough year, man. It's been a weird year. I've still been getting out and having fun, though. I just went to New York for the first time, just visited there. That place blew my fucking mind, because I'm from here. I grew up in Aurora. Yeah, yeah put your fucking guns away, dudes. <laughs> yeah, dude. So going from Aurora to New York, it was just insane. I've never seen a city so dense. Every square inch of that city is utilized. Like, the sidewalks open up and there's storage down there. Dude, I was standing next to a wall, and this guy asked me to move, and he just opened the wall and went in. Every time I opened a condom, there was already a dick in it. It's fucking crazy, dude. Maybe I'm gay. Probably get that figured out, dude. We did, uh, we did party a lot out there. I love partying way too much, though, as you can tell. You guys have eyes. <laughs> I love partying, but when I do party, one of the drinks that I won't do is the Irish car bomb. Dude, first of all, gross. Second of all, that name is fucked up, dude. Like, when you tell an Irish person about that drink, they've got to be like, crikey, or whatever they do. 
That's like if you go to another country and on their menu is a drink named after an American tragedy, you know? Like on their menu is like the American Twin Towers. It's like you gotta order it in twos. And it's a shot of fireball dropped in a steel reserve. Thanks everybody. That's so fucking good. Uh, that is awesome. See, I've, oh, I, I've only yeah. ever seen you at the at the open mic, you know. Yeah. So it's very quick and like totally. I've never seen like your. Whole I've set never seen. So. I got to see you do yeah. a whole set at um, actually uh, same show. I saw Corey get heckled at by those Trump dudes. Yeah. Uh, when Adam Kate and Holland was at um the Overland. Yes. I got to see you do a full yes. set there, and that's that's where I heard the the realize 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 joke, and I was totally. like, "This is my favorite fuck, dude." No joke. My favorite comedians now are people from my hometown. Yeah, seriously, like, dude, you're totally. one of my favorite comedians. Thanks, no man. joke. That's like, awesome. Your, your stuff is really fucking funny. That Thanks. five minutes fucking killed, dude. Thanks, so good. Dude. Um, you know, and for the. 25 or so people that are listening to this or, you yeah. know, who knows? I don't even know who who, how many people listen to it. I try not to pay attention to the numbers because <laughs> it'll totally fuck it up for me. That's but, <laughs> dude, seriously, I stopped paying attention to the numbers a while ago. So I have no idea, but I, I'm sure the people who listen to this who, like, get our sense of humor are going to love your shit. Dude. Hell yeah. But, um, so, so I thought about an addition to the shirt that we talked mm-hmm. about. Yeah, all right? totally. So... I think you should. This should be the shirt and also the album cover. When you put out an album of a set, it should be the silhouette of the hair and the mustache, and the album should just be called "Hell Yeah, Dude." <laughs> yeah, totally. Dude. Yes, yes, totally, dude. That's, I know. That's gonna be your what you talking about, Willis, dude. dude the yes, fucking Hell Yeah, Dude. Dude, Adam Caton Holland always jokes about how he's like, dude, I could be fucking Matt's girlfriend right in front of him, and he would be like, oh, Hell Yeah, Dude. <laughs> Oh, time. Yeah, dude. Oh, dude, that's fucking awesome, dude. Oh, dude fuck you, yeah. Dude, are you fucking getting that, dude? That's fucking awesome. Uh, the one time, or he's been to the open mic a couple times, I want to say. Yeah, yeah. But it was during Christmas one time, and there yeah. was just the shitty Christmas decorations up, and he called it Matt Kobos' Last Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, was, it was my favorite thing all night. I was like, That's pretty great. Yep. Yeah, dude, he's the best. Well, yeah, Matt, Matt, great. we really appreciate you coming on the show, dude, man. Dude, it was super fun. Thanks for having me. Dude, thanks oh, for yeah. coming on and talking with us. You were you were on our yeah. short list of guests when actually went when we opened up to having comics on here, Logan was like, Matt Kobos is coming in. Fuck yeah. And I was like, awesome. fuck yeah, dude. So, hell yeah, dude. Hell so we're, yeah. Hell yeah, We're dude. stoked to have <laughs> you here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was mentioning on the break, uh, every week we do a One for the Homies shout out where we put a song by a band that we like or has a show coming up or that that we just have a personal relationship with or you know has a new release coming up or something like that. And uh, we always let the guests pick what band that is. So okay. I wanted to let you do the one for the homies shout out this week. Yeah, dude. Uh, I think, um, I mean, I there's one band that I kind of like helped. Like, actually, they when I did the ruckus for the first time, it was like nobody there. It was in the deer pile, fucking just a few people. And this band did it twice, and they fucking rule. So uh, Green Druid, dude. Green Those Druid. Those guys cool. fucking rule. That, yeah. So from what I understand, they played the 420 um, late night Barbosa Brothers uh, thing at Mutiny the yeah. year before we did. So oh, we played shit. It, we played it this year with Hang, Hangman's Hymnal, and they played it the year before. And it's fun. I mean, you're playing for like... 
20 people, but yeah. you're smoking but, inside and totally. having fun, and it's late night, super fun thing. And it's a tiny space. And it's right? a tiny yeah, space, yeah. so it's super fun. And there's books all around you, and it just it just looks cool. It's fun. Yeah. And um, and I guess they did it the year before, and we were talking with Corey Healy about it, and he was just talking about how Green Druid smokes so much more pot than we do. Yeah. Like, like we get, like to get a little high, but Green Druid is just like the entire time just rolling clouds of smoke. Man. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, I have a Green Druid grinder. Do you? That's part of their merch. I think I, I could be mistaken, but I think they recorded it at Evergroove, too. I think they recorded with Brad. I might be mistaken uh, on that. I have that. no idea. I'm going I'm to look into that, and I might have to make a retraction next week, but I'm pretty sure that they did. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to close out with some Green Druid. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for telling a friend. We really appreciate you for listening to the podcast. I'm Aaron Howell. I'm Logan. <laughs> I'm, I'm Logan. <laughs> and Tony Lee was here earlier, too. Tony was here. Tony yeah. was here. Yeah. We'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.
you're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. The Motherfucking Podcast is recorded at the Nug Nation Studios in Denver, Colorado, and hosted by Aaron Howell, Tony Lee, Logan O'Connor, and occasionally even Ty Blosser of the international power rock combo, Motherfucking Ruckus. Our producer in the studio is Gordon Ledfoot. Our producers in Chicago are Gene Skibbins and Adam Zielinski. All music except homie shoutouts and featured artists is written and performed by MF Ruckus and comes from the album The Front Lines of Good Times, Volume 1, coming this fall on Rodeo Star Records. Thanks for listening, guys. And remember, if you find this podcast valuable or entertaining and you wish to support MF Ruckus further, you can rate, review, share, subscribe, follow us on any of our social channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Spotify. If you really want to help us do what we do, you can go to patreon.com slash MF Ruckus and become a patron at any level. Our patrons get access to exclusive content, early releases, guest list spots, even VIP parties with beer and food, all in exchange for a small monthly contribution. It really does make a difference and allows us to do this podcast, make records, create videos, go on tour, fly Tony back and forth, and all the other stuff we love to do for you guys. Patreon.com slash MFRuckus. Check it out. Thanks again, guys. I showed up in boots, ruined your black guy for you. Last one to know, last one to show, I was the last one you thought you'd see there. And saw the surprise, fear in his eyes, when I took his glass of champagne. Yeah, I toasted you, said honey, we may be through. You'll never hear me complain Cause I got friends in lonely places Where the whiskey drowns and the beer takes It's my boot away And I'll be okay Yeah, I'm not big on social graces Think I'll slip on down to the oasis, so I got friends in all places.